0: Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Now that we've talked about all that, let's get back to Titus and Tate. You know, the stuff we're here to talk about. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply.
1: On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Chet Holmgren, as we all knew all along, Tate is an enormous bust, perhaps the biggest bust in NBA history. Uh, Shame on those who didn't see this coming. By the way, like I can't believe who
0: didn't see this coming, right? I, I, if you didn't see this coming, you obviously don't understand basketball. Yeah,
1: I went back and I replayed our our draft shows because I was like, I wonder because I I remember being on the fence about um, whether I thought Chet could. Be a be a unicorn, be a gargoyle, be a uh, a a oversized leprechaun. What were some of the other ones we were calling them? A werewolf, a centaur.
0: Yeah, all of all of Um yes.
1: <laughs> a mixture of all of those things. Or if he was just going to be a skinny little bitch that was gonna flame out and bust an NBA. And I I I couldn't remember where I landed on it, Tate. So I went back and I played our our final pre-draft show. And it was crazy because I said in the show, I think Chet is a high risk of playing in a pro-am this summer against LeBron James on a, on a court with too much condensation. And he's going to yeah. have a freak tweak of his foot and I remember rupture tendon. Yeah. I can't,
0: I, I can't believe yeah. you called that. And, it was uh, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, another one, another one. Just keep. So
1: adding. I I can't believe. Yeah. Like everyone, like the, the, basically what happened is what we all saw coming. We all saw it. Um, I saw it. Certainly. Uh, no, we're going to talk about Chet Holmgren being a bust, and is he the greatest bust in NBA history? I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, I, uh, you know, was this a freak accident? Is he? Is he frail? The takes yeah. are flying, Tate. This is this has been a pretty, uh, pretty boring NBA offseason, for being honest, from a content perspective. And uh, Chet Holmgren has has delivered the goods in that regard
0: because yeah uh, boy are people firing off takes left and right about what I this mean, means. Shout out, shout out to Chet and Paolo Bancaro. They came straight into the NBA and they're like, we're going to be headliners. We're, we are going right, to right. They it really made, did. Made all stars mad, like Dejounte Murray. They're like, wait a second. I thought I was going to get headlines.
1: Uh, speaking of headlines, shout out and speaking of us being right about everything, it's c- can we stop winning, folks? Have you ever seen so much winning going on? Uh, Tate did it again. You did it again, you son of a bitch! Um,
0: Ohio State did it. Chris Holtman did it.
1: Bronny James, apparently, according to our good friend Joe Tipton, who's who's getting a lot of play on this show. By the way, we got to. Uh, yeah, we, we, He's, I don't he's know, becoming uh, like a character. It, yeah, yeah he's become a character on the show. Uh, the, there's a report out there, Tate, that that Bronny James may, in fact. Hmm. May possibly, perchance.
0: <laughs> what What are the chances that Brownie James is at this game right now on your crystal yeah. ball? Uh, yeah, my, I think it has to be above sixty percent.
1: My crystal balls are saying sixty nine percent on the dot that he is at the Notre Dame Ohio State game. Uh, no, the there there are now outside sources. The sources are not coming from inside our house anymore, Tate. They are coming from outside the house. Uh, that Bronnie James will be going to to the Ohio State Notre Dame football game. You called it. Um so maybe you'll take a victory lap a little bit on the show today. Uh but but the meat and potatoes of the show, as we promised our our the friends of the program, the listeners, uh we're going to do a review of the Manti Teal documentary that all three of us oh, yeah. watched. And I could not be more excited for this because much like the Woodstock 99 documentary, I had to pause this multiple times because I was cackling laughing. And uh, I, I think I think I'm I'm learning more about myself than anything in these documentaries, which is that like I'm an asshole because like I'm, I watch these docs that uh, I think are supposed to be serious, and I just laugh my ass off. Like that's all. Yeah. The, the, it's it's high comedy to me. It's all comedy.
0: <laughs> it's honestly unbelievable watching this, digesting this after living through this. I was in college yeah. when this happened, and you know, as it came, you know, into my purview ten years ago. The way that I digested it and the way that I talked about it, you know, after watching this doc, it's unbelievable what a, you know, cultural, you know, point this was in college football, in the world of sports. And uh, I have watched the Katie Keurig interview. I have, uh, <laughs> I, have I, I, I have, gone deep, so I'm excited to talk about it.
1: I have watched Dr. Phil. Uh, I've, I've, I've watched. Seen, <laughs> oh, I've my seen God. I've seen we're going to have so much fun talking about that. Uh, we're we're going to do a little chat talk at the top, though. Um, yeah. All that coming up at first. What did you do? <sighs> All right, big news in the basketball world today this is Chet Holmgren out for the 2022, 2023. That's a lot of twenties. A lot yeah, of twenties when you whole say lot. That, Too like many. that. But uh Chet Holmgren will basically miss the entire his entire rookie year. He's gotten his NBA career off to a, an incredible start. Um I I, I tip my captain for that. Like it's it's I mean, we're we're sitting here, it's still August. Like I, I I don't know the extent of the injury. I am not a doctor. I was declared pre-med for one semester at Ohio State, though, so I'm kind of you know kind of you were on, a path. You were on a I path. was on a path
0: shades of a doctor shades
1: of um and uh I don't know I'm thinking to myself seems a little premature to say he's out for the entire season it's yeah. August like I don't know can we revisit this in eight months when the season's still going on and see if,
0: yeah, see if there's a chance at, can we look at this in November December and yeah say, hey, it's healed up a little bit better than we thought
1: um, but no, I guess, I guess we're not because Victor Wimbanyama is uh coming down the pike and Sam Presty is, is licking his lips and he's saying, Chet, why don't you go sit over there and we'll, uh, we'll revisit this next year. Uh, but Chet Holmgren, his, his season, his rookie season is over before it even starts. Um, the takes, as I said at the top are flying left and right, because there's, there's so many different places you could take this. You could talk about, um, you know, Chet being frail and is his body type to blame. And and then that's when you get the, the medical experts that come out and the guys like me who were, who were pre-med for a semester, like, yes. And here's why. Um, <laughs> You get those sorts of takes, you get the, uh, the pro-am takes, which is like, this is, this is exactly why you'd have to be foolish uh, in today's NBA to ever, if you're an NBA player today, playing basketball is the literal worst thing that you could do
0: <laughs> yes. never play basketball. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. If you you're play idiot. basketball, you're dumb. In fact, (laughs) I think I think every put it on Instagram. Okay,
1: (laughs) that's what you should be doing. Shame on whoever told Chet Holmgren that he should be working on playing basketball. That was a huge mistake. Pro-ams, uh, the, the, get these pro out of our am, face.
0: Pro-Ams against other NBA players and not just other NBA players, yeah. NBA stars. You know what I mean? A lot of people were like, what's going to happen to pro-Ams? It's like, well, he's been playing against NBA players, which is what he would be doing in the NBA. Yes. <laughs> so yes. yes. It was, happening.
1: as it turns out, like these pro-Ams are becoming more pro than Am, I would say. Yes. Less um, Am, more pro. It's not like some bartender like clocked him across the face, you right. know, because he was showing him up or something, and and that's what caused this injury. It was LeBron James. It's bringing me to the third point. I was going to say one of the takes we could take this is, uh, did LeBron do this on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning no. um i'm leaning no but also i want his son to come play for my alma mater so there's also that element of it but uh the lebron piece of it is interesting um i of course he didn't do it on purpose i'm I'm joking about that but the fact that like lebron shows up at this pro-am at the crossover that is the headline news uh and then chet holmgren gets hurt and that's like it's not again funny is not the right word man i guess something's seriously wrong with me that i that i keep thinking everything's funny um it's just like it's interesting. It's noteworthy that they're like the same event that LeBron comes to, he then injures yeah. a a, a unicorn esque rookie before he even plays a second of NBA basketball, and now his rookie season's over. And does LeBron feel bad? I I would I would guess not. I would get LeBron like probably left lebron heard the news that chet was out for the year and was just like i'm him
0: Yes, you no know, he was like i still got it you know what i mean still i, got I it. feel that strong he, he it's a very shack moment for lebron i think and uh it goes back to the fragility and i think that kevin durant was you know this moment in time where he couldn't lift you know the bar or whatever it was 170 pounds i think it was his body weight at the time that he couldn't lift and he came into the league and was immediately amazing and everyone's like see you don't have to be able to lift the bar. I mean, this is this is dumb. Get rid of this. No one has to do this anymore. I think with Chet, after this moment, we go back to they have to lift. They have uh, to. Lift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We go back because Kevin Durant gave it a pass, but Chet Chet Holmgren has now proved that we need to go back to our our mentality before two thousand and seven. So, in that sense, fifteen years later, it feels like the right time to pivot back these guys need to be able to lift the bar and or hundred or their body weight, you know whatever it may be but that that is a test that I think we now have to implement again, which is good to see. Uh, also from the LeBron side of this, He loves Sam Presti, right? We heard it during the season when he was trying to get Rob Polinka fired, you know, with his dark, you know, web, uh, you know, sources, Brian Windhorse people out there. He's like, you know, I love what Sam Presti's doing at Oklahoma City. I think Sam Presti probably reached out to LeBron. I think LeBron's like, what do you need from me, Sam? Sam's like, I need Chet Holmgren to not play this year because I need Victor, (laughs) like you said earlier. And if Chet and Giddy and Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Lou Dort and all these guys are playing... We got a pretty good team. We 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 got a watchable team. At least we got a competitive team, right? And and SGA is an all star. Um, So I think this is a a move where we kick the can. This is a kick the can move. And LeBron instead of kicking the can, he kicked Chet and uh, (laughs) kicked Chet's foot. Yeah, and he broke it in half. (laughs) <laughs> and he broke it and uh, one, one point for LeBron and the, the brute strength and force that he has, and then uh, negative points for Chet for like you said, the frail body that he has. So, yeah, um, li- you're gonna have to lift your body weight. We're, we're going well, back.
1: Well, it is interesting because um, I it, Zion has taught us that you, you, you can't be fat, and then you can't
0: lift your body weight.
1: Yeah, like that's actually, that's true. Zion probably can't lift his body weight either for different reasons, um, but it's 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 fascinating to watch the whip whiplashing of uh, like like i have seen people talk make the connection to greg uh Odin, obviously when yeah. when when check out her today i saw greg's name was trending on twitter and, and you know because that's where people's mind go when a star rookie um gets hurt before his career even gets started uh, it
0: was, you know, up, up in the Pacific Northwest, you know, that's I mean? right. Yeah, that's right. And Greg honestly was not a unicorn because we didn't use such stupid terms back then. But I mean, Greg was like a transcendent talent that everyone had all eyes on just like Chet. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, But Greg, I, the, 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 the line of thinking back then with Greg was like, it, it, Greg was huge. Greg was not, he was, he was a little skinnier in high school. He put on some weight in Ohio state uh, the the whole idea the whole model of of Greg Oden for Greg Oden when he was coming out of college was he was supposed to be the next Shaq like that was what um, the or the, as we
0: talked about the next Bill Russell right I mean, the next that, Bill
1: Russell yeah, yeah but like that the 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 model the Shaq had won all those titles uh he in 2006 he wins a title with the Heat where he was Shaq was still good Dwayne Wade was the best player on the team but Shaq was Awesome, you know, for the for those heat teams. Uh, so that was like the model of what like a dominant center is. Is we got to find the next Jack. That was what uh Greg was. That's the path Greg was led down. Was like he he got he got hurt that first year. He kept beefing up. They kept beefing, and he kept getting hurt over and over and over. And it felt like one of the lessons that NBA teams learned from that was these big dudes carrying all this weight is not good for their joints, not good for their feet, not good for like like. Do not have too much weight. That that is the exact opposite. And in fact, when you juxtapose Greg next to Kevin Durant, the exact same draft, and Kevin Durant was a man as you said coming in, into the draft could not bench press 185 pounds, and that was considered a concern. Then he explodes at the NBA, and everyone's like, "Wow, that was so stupid that we thought he was too skinny. Maybe maybe this is a lesson we should learn from the 2007 draft: being big and strong and fat and whatever, like having bulk to you." is not actually that that's the bygone era of basketball we need yeah. to have uh skinny dudes and now we're back to where we started and it's all very funny because now like chet holmgren is following the exact same model of like a kevin durant he uh if you're making the case for chet pre-draft you might say like Giannis was skinny as shit but when he was coming in the nba um yeah. and he he and look at him i mean all these yeah he turned awesome. out all right yeah. um but apparently we that's not the lesson we learned and now we're going back to like we need to beef up but then at the same time Zion Williamson like might not ever step on an NBA court again. <laughs> or will he? I don't know. So I guess what what I'm saying Tate is that you can't be fat, you can't be skinny and I think what guys should more guys should do this, you should try to just have like a LeBron's body type because I think that he doesn't get hurt very often. <laughs> and I think if more guys just just we're just yeah. simply LeBron James uh they
0: were 266 yeah right? <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and I, and I and I don't know why more kids aren't doing that
0: I don't I don't understand it <laughs> yeah why why are these kids not following LeBron's you know million dollar what it was it? he invested a million dollars a year in his body and everyone was yeah. like what does that mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> follow up question what do you mean that you invest Z- a million dollars in your Zion,
1: body? Zion also does it's just like Bar tabs, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's the beignets. He's like, oh, <laughs> no, it's no. gone up. I do think, like in the, you know, the 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 too skinny, too fat, perfect. It's like Chet is too skinny, Zion too fat. Paolo seems to be like the one in the middle. Like if we were to make the scale, <laughs> what you're looking for, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and unfortunately, Paolo used to lose like ten pounds a game, right? Like, right. So there was a major concern there because because well, he was trending too skinny, uh,
1: dude. In, in all honesty, uh, it, it does cra- it it has cracked me up that people are pretending like we saw this coming from Chet we, because we saw
0: this Chet, Chet
1: uh, t- to my knowledge, Chet Holmgren never had an injury that the you know like he, he had zero injury history he wasn't hurt ever in Gonzaga like he was he was you know for as skinny as he is and it's never seemed to be a problem before um which makes me think that this was more of a freak accident but at the same time he is he is alarmingly skinny uh yeah. but it is funny because if if you would ask me before the draft who's more likely to have or who who's got like the longer injury history it was Paolo Paolo was cramping up Paolo was how did that just go away? Like, I I vividly remember getting special reports about Paolo Bencaro drinking a special sauce, Michael's secret stuff on the bench Yeah. that, that, that Duke had like this proprietary science. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that no one else had that so, so Paolo, it turned out it was just like two, they took like two flavors of Gatorade, and just poured it into one and stirred Wait it up.
0: up. <laughs> I put the turmeric in it and they were like, yeah, this is the, the special sauce. Um,
1: but Paolo, Paolo was 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 LeBron in San Antonio for like the first eight games of his career, and then that just kind of went away. And and now everyone pretends like Chet Holmgren has the history of of injuries. And I'm like, wasn't Paolo like like if Paolo played if if the under four timeouts weren't coming every four minutes, like yeah.
0: Paolo's like collapsing on the bench, <laughs> straight up. And Paolo's a loser. Like I mean, he's lost, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like like it's not like he ever won. So. When you look at Chet and and you have the situation, you're just like, I can't believe that there's so many people that are are preying on this man's downfall. And then, I mean, at the (laughs) end of the day, the one person that hurts Chet is LeBron James, who the same people that are probably yelling about Chet, they're probably their favorite player is LeBron James. So like, if anything, you're like the one guy, give him a pass on getting hurt is like it's LeBron, you know, it wasn't some random yeah. guy at the pro-am that went up to dunk on him and he came down and it was like, Oh man, this is a problem. It was like, no, this is LeBron James with all of the strength that he has coming at you full speed, fast break Chet. If anything, you give him credit for trying to challenge LeBron at that point, trying to go yeah. up, and make a play. And then it leads to this where everyone's like, yeah, the guy isn't cut out for this. da da But I do think it, he's giving me Blake Griffin vibes with this. It's like, Rookie year, there is no rookie year. But then next year, he's yeah. rookie of the year. Like, Chet yeah. Holmgren next year, I think, is rookie of the How year. How sick
1: would it be if the Thunder do take Wimbenyama? They get Wimbenyama, huh. and He's they, competing with Chet. Yeah, yeah. The two rookie, They have co, co- they co-rookie rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Teammates are co-rookie of the year.
0: Love that. That's what we <laughs> That'd want. That would be incredible. I mean, that that's what Sam Presti is here for. If If he is this magician that all these NBA heads like to say he is, you know, that's what yeah. you want. You want two guys on the same team trying to win Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I I think that just about covers it. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I I, I would just wanted to put out there about that it. we laugh at this ridiculousness ridiculousness with Chet, and uh, you know, I'm I'm Team Chet. I laugh I'm at
1: familiar. I laugh at every every I laugh at basically like any NBA opinion that's ever existed. <laughs>
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: And I'm not saying I'm smart. Like I don't mean to be like the guy that's like sitting in the stands and watching. Um, you know, I Le- LeBron's a big man in the arena guy. I don't mean to be the guy who's not in the arena, who's uh, it's not the critic who counts Tate, so I don't mean to be that guy. Um, because I, I I I say this about myself too like, any NBA opinions are just preposterous. That's what I've the older I get, the more I'm like, nobody knows any, like, this is all so stupid that anybody's pretending. Because, like, you said, like Blake, Blake, great Joel Embiid was hurt out of the Joel Embiid. We we're all the Joel Embiid was the next Greg and to everybody, and now yeah. Joel Embiid's incredible and like so who the I hell know. knows maybe it was a freak accident like i've seen some actual medical people uh some actual medical doctors um saying that this was just a freak accident other but then at the same time you do look at chet holmgren and you're like i don't know man i hear what you're saying but i kind of know more than you doc because i see a skinny little bitch right there and he looks like <laughs> you know and that seems to be like the discourse that they like yeah somehow it's like a uh, like Paolo gets like that cracks me up too. Anytime like their guys drafted high, and then like now you're introducing Paolo Ben into the conversation. And it's like why are we introducing Paolo? And then like wasn't Paolo taken before him anyway? So like we don't like if there's, you know like if Chet flames out, that doesn't really mean anything because Paolo yeah, is like before him
0: made the right choice. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: It's only interesting if Chet is better than Paolo. Then we start talking about whether the Magic regret their pick and all that kind of stuff. If Paolo ends up better than Chet, it's like kind of not as interesting because it's kind of what happened. Like they took the they took the best guy at number one. I don't know. So um, we'll see. But I I I definitely do think there's something. Like I think like the uh, the one take that I will listen to and I would love to like nod along with, and I don't think is completely stupid, is like why are they saying he's done for the year right now? Like what I, yeah, I, but I, I would love. That goes
0: that goes back to what the Thunder are doing with their picks though. I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's what the NBA is dumb. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it, you can't even, we're not even talking about basketball. You know what I mean? Like from the basketball standpoint, if you're an actual Oklahoma city thunder basketball fan, you're like, I want to watch Chet Holmgren play on the thunder ASAP and the front office and the, the, you know, the powers that be are like, let's, let's, let's have some gamesmanship here. And make sure that we build this super team full of super lottery picks, and you know what I mean. Try to recreate 2012 like we had the first time around. So uh, I don't know. It, it's a very it's a very odd position where like there are some people that are pulling and think it's smart for Chet to sit out instead of wanting to watch him play basketball.
1: Meanwhile, meanwhile, in comparison, Jamison Williams, receiver from Alabama, who was drafted by the Lions, whose ACL was just a completely obliterated in the national title game. Yeah. Um, I just saw like yesterday that he's out for at least the first four games like the I think the the way it was phrase is he's out for at least the first four games. <laughs> so there's and I read that and the implication is that he might come back for the fifth game, which yeah. is kind of insane that the man had his like knee e- explode and they're different injuries. I I don't that's the part that just like makes my I'm like what so his knee like exploded. He he had an ACL surgery and he's gonna come back for game five. Yeah. Jet – it's a, it's still August. We're still like three months away from the start. We're still two months away from the start of the NBA season. Um, and Chet Holmgren's already out for the year.
0: It, it makes we're not it, even going to
1: reevaluate at any point. We're not going to exactly, talk about it, like.
0: It's a very like wink, wink. You know what I mean? Like we were waiting for something like this to shut down. Chet. Yes. Now that we have the press yes. opportunity to do that. And we can say it happened in this program and it happened off our clock. You know what I mean? It's not our fault. It's like right. a perfect fall guy. Like, Jamal Crawford, love the guy, one of the best in basketball, but they're trying to make his event the fall guy. And we know how this <laughs> works with bad guys. Yeah. And guys the, the bad guys of the Oklahoma City Thunder are trying to put it on the crossover. Do you think – I will not stand for it. Do
1: you think this was Seattle's revenge for uh, – because it was Oklahoma City star like, rookie. It happened in Seattle. They called
0: LeBron in for the hit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, like you said, there's like like – maybe there's bad juju in the Pacific Northwest. So Adam Silver called it in and said, let's have him get hurt in Seattle. And then I can blame it on Jamal Crawford. And we can just yeah. say, this is like basketball in Seattle just simply does not work. This, is why we're not, we're not, team this team. is why we're not bringing it. This is why we're not bringing a team to Akron for LeBron. <laughs> uh, speaking of Akron, uh, LeBron is from Akron. His son is from Cleveland and yeah. uh, his son is going to be going to Ohio state. And I just wanted to point out that uh, we called this, we said that this is or not going to, I'm sorry. Let me, <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I just I said my
0: I, I, it sounded right though like it rolled right off the tongue i had like,
1: my uh no it is gonna happen but that was definitely my george bush mission accomplished moment
0: <laughs> <man> behind you. <laughs> fly over um
1: he will be momentarily at ohio state when he comes apparently he is in fact going to visit for the notre dame football game as first reported on titus and tate yes uh we did it again, Tate. You did it again. I don't. I. I, I just. I, like I, mean, I don't. We don't have anything else to add because, like we said, this makes a ton of sense, and this is what Ohio State should do, and this is what Bronny will do, and it all checks out.
0: Um. So I don't really have much to add other than just to say we called it. Yeah, we caught it and we're excited. And at the end of the day, it makes the most sense for the brand. And if you're LeBron James, if you're Bronny James, you know what to do. You know what it is. got to get on the bus, and that is the Columbus. And you got to go to Columbus, Mm. and you got to make Mm -hmm. this happen. And Ohio State basketball needs – they need a savior. And not really a savior, but they just need someone to say, like, all this disrespect, all this lack of acknowledging these great players we've had over the years and the national champion. Like, we're not just a football school. We're here to play basketball, and guess what? LeBron James and Bronny are here. Boom! Don't done. no.
1: We don't. We, we don't want to start the football basketball school deal at Ohio State. No, no, me. no. But we, <laughs> we, we, we just, you know,
0: we, we 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 say that we whisper it. You know what I mean? Like Coach Holtman, don't say that. Don't say football school or basketball school. We yeah.
1: Imagine it. imagine Bronny's on his visit, and like the he gets a, the microphone shoved in his face, and uh, he's just like, one thing I love about Ohio State to me, it's not even a football school;
0: it's a basketball school. <laughs> Crowd booze, booze. <laughs> <Crowd is better>. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh come on Bronny. just just go home right That's
1: no, That's I'm it. I'm uh and you I'm, ex- I'm excited because I'm gonna be there yeah I'm gonna be I'm going they, they're practicing uh the morning of the Notre Dame game the basketball team is and I'm going to practice and uh I'm just I'm just curious to see I, I'll, I'll report back because I'm gonna I mean I'm not gonna be on the field for the football game and and around the uh the you're not going to be back in the suite just like you were last <laughs> year. Yeah. I'm not going to be in the LeBron and, and the Bronny sphere throughout the football game, yeah. but I will, I will dip my toes into it at the, the pregame basketball practice for sure. Um, and I'm just curious to see what happens. I'm, I'm curious to see like how many people show up in the James camp, you know, like how many, cause that, that's, that's what I said. You you talked me into wanting Bronny to come to Ohio state uh, because my initial reaction was like, I don't want the distraction. I don't want, LeBron uh calling Holtman after every game and saying you screwed this up, we should do this. I don't want LeBron coming to the games and sitting next to the bench and, you know, I don't yeah. want all of that. So we'll get an initial read. Um assuming this is actually happening by the way because like I don't actually like I think the report is that like he's considering maybe potentially
0: yeah. <laughs> it was like the the extent, the invitation has been extended and Bronny James is into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> feeling good it's leaning Le- towards Le- yes yeah Le-
1: yeah he, he he texted back and just said cool uh, like the the, the invitation to sit out and he was just like cool yeah. cool cool that sounds cool man you're like so is that a yes and he's like cool yeah yeah, cool, cool. yeah that's cool
0: cool. cool cool for sure that sounds for sure. cool for sure <laughs> yeah chris holman showing it to the staff he's like for sure yeah right? that's, that's affirmative <laughs> for sure it's affirmative <laughs>
1: zed, zed zed key come here uh, read this text what do you think this says
0: Zed's <laughs> like ooh, uh, I'm, that's good i
1: don't know
0: <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking
1: 50/50. all right let's take a break we're gonna come
0: back and do our uh,
1: manti Te'o documentary yeah
0: review. this is okay. the real part of the podcast the, yeah. th- this was nice at the top i mean i feel bad for chet i'm excited for Bronnie, but we're here to talk about the untold story of the girlfriend who did not exist <laughs> we're t- and, we're here to talk like, uh, about dead girlfriends that don't exist god i'm so excited all right we're gonna take a break come back and do that quick break to get a word from our sponsors For more than 50 years, Edmunds has helped people confidently shop the ever-changing car market with in-depth reviews, online shopping tools, and expert guidance. With Edmunds, you can explore all your options, whether you want something more environmentally friendly, roomier, or safer, read honest, in-depth reviews from their team of unbiased automotive experts, and they even have EV rankings for categories, including SUVs and luxury vehicles. You can also compare models side-by-side for details like fuel economy, ownership costs, and ratings. I really loved how easy it was to use Edmunds.com, and it helped me get my new car. You can also compare models side-by-side side for details like fuel economy, ownership costs, and ratings. If you're considering making a change on the road, Edmunds is here to help. Visit Edmunds.com appraisal to get your free online appraisal today. That's Edmunds.com slash appraisal. Edmunds, they drive it like it is.
1: Also, have to talk about our friends at Coors Light. Summertime shouldn't be about rules and formal gatherings. The best summer experiences are the ones you make on your own terms. That's why Coors Light is the official beer of everything unofficial. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And, uh, you know, talking about unofficial things, for a lot of people, Tate, uh, Labor Day is the unofficial end of summer. Mm. Maybe the start of football season is the unofficial end of summer. Um, I would like to remind everybody, summer doesn't officially end until September 22nd. You can keep summer rolling as long as you want. Really. I mean, honestly, but yeah. summer doesn't end until like the end of September. Um, but if you are a fall person, you're like, Hey, summer's almost over. Then I got, I got, I got a plan for you. Why don't you grab some Coors lights, get get ready for Labor Day, send out summer with a bang, maybe start do a do du- dual party, like send out summer with a bang, but also welcome in football season with the bang, go pick up some Coors lights, go have a, a, a great time on a, on some body of water somewhere. And, uh, and you'll have it all set. Coors Light is the official beer of everything unofficial. It is the perfect companion for turning unofficial moments into official celebrations from impromptu get-togethers to pool parties for even just one person, even if you're just alone. Have a pool party with yourself with some Coors Light. Summer chill starts with Coors Light. To check out what Coors Light has going on this summer, visit CoorsLightSummer.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Also want to talk about our friends at Roback. This is a true story. This is not in the copy. And if it was in the copy, it would be pretty wild um, that they would write this in the copy. But uh, it's a true story nonetheless. I woke up on my final day in Montana on this vacation I was just on. Uh, we were bouncing around from from uh, campsite to campsite. And we stayed in a couple hotels, whatever. Um, I woke up at 4.30 in the morning in like a panic because I swear to God, I thought I left my Roback hoodie at the previous place. And I was like, I, uh, "I, this is a true story. I woke up like it was a nightmare. I was like, oh, my God, I left my I, – I wore it. I took it off. I set it on the counter. I've never packed it. Ah! And then I checked my suitcase, and there it was. But the point of telling that story, folks, is to stress how much these rollback hoodies mean to me. I freaking love them. I can't go anywhere. I I, I, I had a panic attack because I thought i left mine uh, at, the, at the, the old hotel that I was staying at. They are a total game changer. Maybe the softest, stretchiest hoodies in the game. College athletes, professionals, you name it. People can't take them off. The best part about wearing a Roback hoodie, you see someone else wearing one, you give them a little head nod. You say, that's a guy who gets it right there. They also got performance polos. They got q zips. Falls almost here. Got to get your q-zips ready. Use code Titus at roback.com for 20% off your first purchase through the end of this week. R-H-O-B-A-C-K dot com. 20% off all polos, q and hoodies with code Titus. I swear if you do this, you will be exactly like me, where if you think that you've lost one of your rowback artis- articles of clothing, you will freak out. It is incredible, incredible stuff. Make sure to jump on the newly uh, drop performance polos for this summer as well. 20% off, dot com promo code Titus. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about this uh, Manti Te'o documentary on Netflix. Um, for those who have no idea what we're talking about, it, it, it's always interesting when stuff like this comes out, Tate. Because uh, for for some people, we're way late on this. This the the doc came out last week. Uh, I remember Jim wanted to talk about it then, like immediately. He was the the first show we did. The, the doc had been out for like twenty hours, maybe. And if Jim that, was like, if well, that well, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah. He's like, why why aren't we talking about it today? And I was like, I don't know. We should probably give people time to to watch it. But then. Uh you know the people that did watch it the moment it came out they're like wait you guys are still talking about that that thing was last week and um and it's one all weird
0: this week yeah exactly Yeah, yeah. have gone on to and one yeah uh,
1: but 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 there're probably some people listening that have no idea what the hell we're talking about there is on Netflix a uh a newish um manti tail documentary about his his fake dead girlfriend and the saga and and how it happened and why it happened and how he felt about it happening and all that kind of stuff um my my initial thoughts as i kind of said at the top uh i it, it, this was a very very serious documentary um this is this was perhaps the most serious documentary uh the way it was shot the way uh it was presented
0: um i was It was like know, True Detective. It was True Detective it was,
1: season 1. Dude the opening cool. credits yeah, were, were literally were True Detective. Credits. Yeah, yeah
0: they, they like basically were like we wanted to feel like True Detective Season One and they were like, Okay, let's make the music just a little bit different. Yeah, and
1: wow. the fact that it was so serious is exactly why I was laughing my ass off the entire time watching this. Because like there were so many moments where I would just pause it and be like, Again, am I crazy? Or are we talking about a dead girl, like a fake dead girlfriend? That's like like there's this is not a real <laughs> yeah. but the 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 b roll of Manti Teo floating in the ocean and <laughs> and like st- you know praying in church uh-huh. and and all of the all of these shots um where where he's like 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 he's how did that happen like they're like Manti we need you we need a shot of you floating in the ocean good good now okay now make a face like you just found out your girlfriend who's dead isn't real but also she's not dead either um okay good good there it is there it is that's good
2: that's good b-roll yeah let's let's run mm-hmm. with that um yeah, they got him back in a locker room too are you playing for anyone no well is there a locker room by your house that we can (laughs) do in there
1: there there was one part where he was getting ready for the combine and he was like lifting weights and they're 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 watching him uh bench press and all that so um the the the, that 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 was my initial thought on the, the 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 tone of the documentary being so serious for what is ultimately and and we'll, we'll get into like how bad we feel for, for Tao. And like, you know, the, the it, I guess it's technically not a victimless crime um because he, he was chewed up and spit up by this and, and all that. But uh, the, 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 the story is funny. I don't, I don't know how, I don't care how serious you try to make the documentary. I don't care how emotional Manti Tao gets in it. I, there will never be a time in my life where I will hear about this story and not laugh my ass off. And if that makes me a bad person, lock me up and throw away the key. But that's, yeah. that's just the reality that I live in. This was, this was the funniest story ever when it happened, and it remains very funny to me today. <laughs>
0: well, I, I'm, I, I, I hear you, and I'm right there with you at some level because it's like when you look at this situation at the time, there felt like this was a time where it just felt like things were just for the first time getting exposed, like Tiger Woods. He's not quite who he thought he was. He yeah. does press conference, right? And he's like, got the blue velvet, you know, whatever behind him. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm, I, sorry. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry that I had I texted these waitresses and had sex with them. Uh, I'm you know, addicted you know? to sex. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> like, you know, so we're in this time where, and, and that was very serious and very like grave was how like, you know, the tone of it was. And that's how this whole documentary was with Tao. And that's how it was when it came out and it was found out. It was like... This guy, because everyone ran with it, right? The narratives. I mean, the big narrative, as they talked about in the the documentary, was that this was a cover up because he was actually gay. That was like, yeah,
1: I thought he was. I, I thought he. Yeah, that was that my. Was, I 100 percent thought he was. That was the prevailing narrative yeah. at
0: the time, right? Ten years ago, there everyone's like, that's the only way that this makes sense. That he would, you know, come up with this, or he was in on it to help his Heisman candidacy. Like, no one had any sort of, like, simple, like you said, it was such a dramatic staging of it all, but no one had the simple of, like, wow, this guy just got, you know, kind of, like, tricked by a girl on the internet, and he's a kid, right? I mean, he's a... He's like an 18. But at the time, that wasn't even a real conversation. And like he kind of showed throughout the doc, he's like, I couldn't tell my parents I had never met this girl that I've been talking to. They think I'm insane, right? And he's like, of the first generation of that conversation. But now people are so locked up in these worlds of technology and social media, and whatever apps they talk on, they're like, yeah, I mean of course that happens. That's not like a foreign thing, but at the time it felt so big, it felt so insane, it felt like, oh my god, this can happen, this can do whatever, you know. And that like well- the gravity of the situation felt huge at the time, and then reflecting back, like it's funny because you're like, this was a very low stakes thing, right? I mean, other than yeah. Man Kai having to go through this, which obviously he would be the victim in this case, but like there was actually no one that actually got killed. There was actually no one, yes, no, no one died other than his grandparent, you know, which is sad, obviously, but it has nothing
1: to do with this, you know, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah.
0: like the, the stakes were very low, but at the time they felt like you know everything, and that's just <laughs> talked this about it. Which this is, is the
1: biggest thing. conspiracy in sports history, is that what it yeah. felt like at the time? yeah exactly and that well, was
0: part part due to deadspin right that that's what they wanted it to be to,
1: to the 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 gay theory um which i definitely thought like that was that was my takeaway it was like he's you know he's, he's covered up that like, as you said it was like a not necessarily the consensus but that was a prevailing. Like, they talked about in the documentary um that hey, to me K- katie curick literally asked, asked him, him are you I think yeah. I was, but yes. The way you answer that far was smart, from far, far from it. Far from it. <laughs> it. you <like, laughs>
0: the way you answer that was like so like a like a twelve year old boy answer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It was Like so funny, but you're just like <laughs> was a good way to answer. Though it's funny. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. No, funny. it's 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 how when, when you're twelve years old and you get accused of something, uh really anything. That's how you answer. It. That's, exactly. that's, you know
2: Or on oh, no, my friend is. Yeah, it's my friend's <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah my, my friend, friend said that. <laughs> how are
1: you far? How can it be far? Like, what does that even mean? I'm far from it. Far from gay. I'm like, no, I'm not gay. I'm far from it. Really
0: yeah, that was like, you're just like, wait, what? You know? So, and his parents sitting. <laughs> I just watched it interview. Oh, was, um, uh, sitting right there. I mean, crazy.
2: I want to say, um, t- you brought up about him telling his parents and being afraid, and you like to think like, oh your parents aren't gonna like go that hard on you about it. Like they'd understand, but then they they show when he tells his dad, like they talk about it. And his dad's like how could you do this? You brought shame upon our family. (laughs) And it's like, dude, that's not helping. Yeah. God damn. He was right. Not to tell his dad. What
0: what his, like why he was like, had such reservations. Yeah. Uh,
1: I was, I was going to say though, the, 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 it felt like part of the, the documentary was trying to scold people like me who, who thought there might be some credence to the theory that he was, he was, but which by the way, you want to talk about like, like setting the, the, uh, The timeline and giving putting people in that position of like what what the what society was like back then. At this point, there were no there were no professional athletes that were openly gay. There there were zero. Um, there it 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 did not have it did not exist. So this would have been if, if in fact he was covering up for being gay. This would have been like rightfully. An insane story think because
0: michael sam times a million yeah right? this yeah oh is heisman candidate heisman at, first at round pick like maybe yeah at a catholic school you know at notre dame like i mean it would have been yeah exactly
1: i think robbie rogers was 2013 he played for the galaxy that was like i think he gets he's, he was technically the first like they however they classify it like big major professional but then like some people are like it's mls like we're I don't know, you know how, whatever, yeah. I, it, it shouldn't matter. But like some people are like, yeah, but that's different than like a guy who plays football or basketball. And then Jason Collins, I Collins. think was, yeah, was the first like NBA guy where it was like, okay, you, nobody can argue. Like this is very much a major sport. You know, this is a huge deal. Um, but both of those came after the tail story. So at the time, um, th- there was that, but then also Tate, I was going to say like the, the, scolding of people, like, cause I, I did get that feeling that the documentary was trying to say like anyone who thought he might be gay, Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Um to me that was same the okay sim- yeah, shame on <laughs> To the me the, that was the simple explanation. I think I put myself like back in and where I was at at that time and I was like I I can't comprehend any other explanation than that that like w- w- if you're going through if you're doing the Occam's razor thing you're just like yeah, that makes sense. Like a guy is is insecure about being gay, being great at football, so he's trying to cover it up. That all checks out. That that makes sense in my brain. Uh, a dude creating this whole fake pro, not even just catfishing him, but like talking on the phone in a different voice, yeah. switching voices, getting like a little girl involved, like all of that. There's there's no way. What are you talking? You know, so like that that was. I think like the people that the, the the idea that that theory that he was gay took off. Um, it wasn't like it, it wasn't some insidious like you know thing where like people were trying to make something out of nothing i think like that was the simple explanation that was like the one thing that you're like yeah. my brain can comprehend this anything else outside of that my brain like i can't comprehend um so i did enjoy that part of the documentary because like watching through it like it walked through and i was like oh my god this was far more insane far more insane than i remembered it being
0: the yeah. I, I i i had no idea it was this insane Well, because when you, you know, when it happened and when it came out at the time, like I was a sophomore in college and I was, you know, obviously locked in on all things college football. And, you know, I was enjoying the Johnny Manziel, Johnny football run. It was an amazing year in college football. Like there was just great stuff going on all across the board. Notre Dame was this, you know, kind of upstart story. Your Ohio State Buckeyes were undefeated. They would have been playing probably in the national championship game if you know, they didn't have the postseason ban that year. They go 12-0. and Braxton mm-hmm. Miller probably would have been a Heisman candidate, um, you know, maybe over Manti Teo if we don't have this whole story. So there's like a, a lot of sliding doors that were just happening anyway in college football. But the fact that like when it came out, the like you said, the the, the natural inclination was like, well, let's try to make sure you know rationalize how this could happen how could this happen like we didn't even fathom that someone could create this entire other online persona and then play it out like and even his friend you know uh mantai's friend who went to Notre Dame with him he was like "Ravi, i Rana- think was- yeah, Rob- yeah he's like if if, if Ranaya was doing all of those voices and talking as two different people at the same time he should be on disney yeah, you should be autistic. Okay, I thought that was one of the greatest, like, um, you know, kind of breaking <laughs> up saying? but like, but but it kind of showed like how mate, like how shocking it was that someone was like putting on this performance, right? And we just were so naive at the time we couldn't imagine someone doing that. And then once you get the context behind Ranaya and the way that he was raised and you know, all that sort of stuff, and like how he was trying to find a separate out, al- like all that is so much more in depth than anything you could imagine. Because when we first saw it, you're like, "Oh, he got you know whatever catfish. Is. I didn't even know what catfishing. Was. I was like, "Whatever catfishing is, I guess." But also, like, what an idiot he is to fall for this, right? Like, you yeah. could fall for this. But then as you watch the doc, you're like, "Man, this guy. I, I mean, I mean, you know, the, the, like what he went through. You know, Manti with this whole thing. Like the emotional roller coaster of this is insane. And he does have a genuine, like, um, you know." I think he has a good-natured angle with what he was trying to do with pretty much everything, you know what I mean? That he, As he explained it, you're like, this guy is just like a nice, good- Just a natured. nice guy. You know what I mean? So then yeah. it made it feel worse because you're like, wow, you really did like take advantage of this guy who was really, by all accounts, just a good guy, you know what I mean? That had had morals and integrity and did everything the right way by the book. And that's why I think it was so juicy too because you're like, this guy that does everything by the book, this happened to him a guy that could get any girl he wants on campus, big man on campus. And he's like talking to this fake girl in California and you know, it, it all blows up in his face. I mean, it's, it's in that sense, you're like, wow, this is insane. Shut- and it it only got more insane as you keep watching. Shout out to Robbie for,
1: uh, I, I really want to hear what this guy's movie interests are. I, I want to hear what his top five movies of all time are that he's like, if, <laughs> if, favorite if,
2: Disney if, movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to find like the, he goes, if you could, if, could do both voices, he should uh be in, uh, <laughs> uh like
2: like
0: Disney, like he's trying, to, he's,
2: he's, he's racking his brain for like the highest form <laughs> of of art. <laughs> I know Mel Blanc or like the Simpsons. Um, that uh, the catfish or Naya put so much work into that, making all those multiple accounts, yeah, and then made mm-hmm. themselves Lanai Lanay's cousin, yeah, didn't. Ranaya's family, weren't they couldn't they see on Facebook that he has this cousin named Lene?
1: Yeah, I, that.
2: like can't you see other people's cousins, especially if you're cousins yeah. with the person? I, I was definitely unless he can, had his own like Rania, a different Ranaya account, I wouldn't be surprised, but I just thought that was strange.
1: I was definitely uh as I was watching it, I was I was trying to to, to be a little bit of a cynic with some of that stuff too, of like just trying to figure out like how is nobody I guess on up settings, on You this. can't
2: let people see your family. I don't I don't know exactly how it works. Also, speaking of families, his real cousin, Marcus Toussasopo. Yeah. That okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was Renia's real life cousin. Um by true. the way, Renia can't find a job now, so I don't know, anyone out there hiring looking for uh <laughs> She's a uh, Naya's IT. But, I don't know what the,
0: that person would do, but I mean, her voice is Disney. There you go. Yeah, performance, some sort of like seeing. I mean, that that, that is like it, it was just such a – to have like Renia's background of this similar football background in this family, quarterback of the high school team, you know, dad plays at USC. Like that's why I thought it was so kind of sick and twisted in that sense because like – it played on all of the things that Manti also was into, and I also understood. So it was like someone like on the inside with his, you know, same line of thinking. So it was like, it, it just made it even more like. You're do you, like, think, wow, he, this, do you think any
2: of this goes down if he goes to USC? No. No, because he's got actual like friends and like things. Yeah, like that. I think he's it's got, like a, social, he's got he's, like a social. He's got like a social circle. Know, we talk, it's all that guy's fault. Can we.
1: Yeah. Can we talk about that? Because I, I think this is because like when when you get done with the documentary, maybe you don't even have to be done with it. But like I, I would say that one prevailing question or thought that I, every single person that watches this is going to be left with is like, how bad should we feel for Manti? And I think your instinct is like we should feel extremely bad. He was a victim to all of this. And this is, um, you know, like he he was, as you said, Tate, he was just trying to do the right thing. And, and you know, got taken advantage of at every turn. Um, but then there's also, like Jim pointed out, the dad, Manti's dad, who's like, come on, like, he's basically like, come on, man. <laughs>
0: what yeah, are you doing? Yeah. How could you? It, it how was you how this like, are you kidding me? Are you joking? Are you, are you
1: kidding me? How did this happen? He not um, supportive. So I
2: mean, like shame upon our family is what he's you're, you're, saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're,
2: good. you're the
1: oldest, you're the oldest sibling be smarter and, than this. Like, you're supposed said, to be smarter. Maybe, yeah. But there are, there were a few nuggets throughout where you're like, uh, I dude, listen, I feel bad for you, but also like, I don't know, man, you, you never met a girl and you called her your girlfriend and said you she was the love of your life. Like, I don't care how you slice it. I don't care how convincing the voice was on the phone. I don't care. But her like, camera just,
2: didn't work during FaceTime. She yeah, didn't like, see him. <laughs> I just I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't care how you slice it. If, if one of my friends told me that, that, that they had a girlfriend and they had never met her like that i'm clowning that friend like i'm gonna i'm making fun of that you know what i mean like there's no it's, i don't care that, how convincing yeah. you've never met her in the flat. you've never even seen her on facetime
0: yeah it's the like i got no a girlfriend at camp this summer you know what i yeah, mean like exactly in that age it's like there there's a certain level where and his i think his i think what'd you say his name was ronnie right his friend at notre Dame that came yeah with, like yeah robbie Robbie, Robbie, right? Yeah, he, he just wanted to get Manti to like, you know, get to get to the football, like, you know, keep everything hunky dory. So I think he's trying not to ruffle any feathers, but he seems like the only person that Manti like was talking to enough about these personal things that he had the red flags going up. And he even said he was like, "This girl's either the unluckiest girl in the world or like, she's <laughs> yeah. up here." You know what I mean? Which uh, that was the kind way of saying what's going on here.
1: Yeah. So there's, there's, there was that. And then there's the, uh, wh- what we should talk about a little bit, which is the, the story of how he got to Notre Dame, which is yeah. a huge red flag. And like, a I don't, dude, are you serious? Like, are you, I, uh, it's, it, I want to feel bad for you, Manti, but like, what did you just say that you wanted to go to USC and you got talked out of it by Gary, what dude, was Show his name? me a sign. Gary Sadaway. You prayed on it <laughs> and then,
2: yeah um this is the this is the yeah, real the guys like i wish you went real. to notre dame instead and it's like what He's like, okay. yeah
1: yeah that that was that was like a huge bombshell to me was that Manti Tao on signing day is like he said he was sad i signed the letter of intent sad i think was his direct quote i didn't want to go to notre dame i wanted to go to usc uh but he was told uh if you go to usc you'll just be another polynesian football player at usc which is like, yeah, dude, that's the yeah. whole fucking point. Like, yeah. what?
0: <laughs> A ton of legends in that group, yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be a god. I'm going to go to USC and be a god. Say, uh, or
0: like, you know, I mean, you're Palomalu, like all these guys, yeah.
1: Or you can be the only Manti Teo out at Notre Dame. Or you can go to a Catholic school as a Mormon
0: 4,000 <laughs> miles away <laughs> from yeah. cold and everything. I think that's what I do Not know about. anyone he like goes he goes to camp in USC right I think he was like a sophomore or junior he goes to that camp he's like I loved USC I came home I told my dad I'm gonna go to SC and he's like my dad's like okay good son we'll go pray on it and he's like okay I'm gonna go pray on he's like God I want to go to SC but if you know if that's not what you want me to do you know I'll, I'll do what you want me to do and then he sees uh Sadaway Gary Sadaway who's like a family friend yeah We talk about bad guys on this show a lot. Someone someone from Notre Dame got to Gary. Oh, yeah, that's what... I don't know who got to Gary, but someone got to Gary, and the fact that Gary said to him, you know, I thought you'd be the only man, Titeo, that went to, to Notre Dame... Um, that there's some sort of collusion, there's some sort of backdrop, there's some sort of something behind that. Because, like, what Mormon <laughs> other person in your faith would be like, You should go to the biggest Catholic institution? In yes, you know what yes. I mean? like, The kids growing up as a Catholic kid, like, no, 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 like, family friends could be like, I think you should go to BYU, you know? I'm <laughs> thinking, <laughs> right? I, I the, if
1: what, what I wanted out of this, uh, that part of the documentary was the B roll of gary sadaway do we do we know anything about this guy because i oh, you just um, said a
0: close family friend was, right. was
1: he a janitor at the school is he the the <laughs> the, the did he work at that was, was he a secretary he for that
0: director I, I thought he was like a pastor or something right like a I pastor thought, i thought he was like a part of the mormon church yeah. which made me so because yeah, it's like, like why would or something yeah, it's like well, why they, would a, why would a Mormon pastor be like you should go to this Catholic institute? I don't know. But they
2: it, it was con-
1: I I I rewatched and tried to pay more attention cuz the first time around I was with you I thought he was like the pastor cuz the 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 yeah. scene the B-roll we're getting is Manti Teo praying in church. Um <laughs> and then he's talking about this guy who who his decision. But then as he's talking about it, he said he was in school, he was in class and then he was so walking maybe- to the, he was walking to the athletic office and saw Gary Sadaway, and and the B-roll I needed was Sadaway talking him into Notre Dame and then turning the corner, and Charlie Weiss is there with the back. <laughs> right. and he's like, good, good. And then, like, maybe Sadaway's, like, wife and kids are, like, in a van somewhere, and they, like, <laughs> Charlie Weiss, like, nods, and they let him go.
0: <laughs> the, fact that Jack, the fact that Jack Swarbrick, the AD of Notre Dame, is like, you know, I'd heard of this guy, Manti Teo. I knew he was the best linebacker in the country, and I knew that that meant he wasn't coming to Notre Dame. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Said that, and then he's like, I'm going to go to Notre Dame. You know what I mean? That's you know, um,
2: You know what else about he's the top linebacker in the country. And then on national signing day, when they show it, it was so different back then. He's in like the middle row of people and he like announces it. But there's like people around him, people above him. He's not even in like the front.
1: You notice that, that? is true. It was so different yeah. back then. It but, wasn't but, like, but know, that was like at his school.
0: Like it, it felt like a very much like everyone commits and signs on the same day. You know what I mean? He didn't make it his own press conference because he just uh, probably is one of those people that's like I'll do it with everybody else. That was kind I of know it's I just heard. so different than what we're used to. Yeah, that wouldn't happen like today. Eighth yeah. graders like you know putting <laughs> the on face hats face,
2: and stuff. But face dude, hats, dude. When he <laughs> calls, the logo changes. It's like what the hell,
1: dude? I just, <laughs> oh my god. uh gary sadaway which was the the um the i i i looked it up because i was curious The i I put the netflix subtitles on and i'm going off of what the netflix subtitle said this guy's name was um i just googled his name yeah literally zero results (laughs) did he really exist I spelled it the way the Netflix I don't know I don't know if that's the that's what however the Netflix subtitle spelled it that's how I just spelled it We just I uncovered
0: hit, like the new secret which is basically like Notre Dame obviously paid for Manti to go there but Jim, he made up George Sadaway to to, to Jim, have the story you know
1: Jim search it Gary Sadaway, put it in quotes so that that way it's not Gary or Sat, you know you get the yeah, full name I'm I got zero it says zero results in point three two seconds.
0: <laughs> what? Google search has zero results.
1: <laughs> Literally zero results.
0: It's Lenae all over again. I uh well You just imagine it
1: S-A-T-A-W A Y. That's how that's how they spelled it in the like again, I don't know. Maybe maybe he spells it differently and I mm. you know we have it wrong, but that's how they spelled it in the Netflix subtitles, so that's what I'm going off of. Mm-hmm. And uh Zero results.
2: <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> the plot thickens. <laughs> he did it again.
1: <laughs> um, but but so like the, getting influenced so easily
0: to go to Notre Dame like that, like that's all it took was that. Um, you never
2: trust God. Apparently, and the, yeah
0: but he might've been talking to a different God. Right. Cause like, you know, the Mormon, like, you know, it, it, it's, it just all was very convoluted. And how is BYU not even in the conversation, right? Like if he is, like, that is definitely confusing so faith oriented. I, I don't understand. BYU is an independent school. BYU has a great football program. I, I, you know, those kind of questions were all in my mind because he's like, faith is my number one thing. Then it's like my family. And then it's football, right? Those are his three things. And he was like, they all kind of cross and, and they cross pollinate and they have the same principles. So it's like why why wouldn't BYU be on that list? I don't know. So yeah, we it's talk faith. To Pete Carroll
1: too. It's faith. Pete it's Carol family. And, it's it's faith. It's family and football. That's why I'm going to the school who does not share my faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no. I'm going to be four thousand miles away from no family, family and, and yeah. who sucks at football.
0: Yeah, <laughs> who's bad at football? Like the, 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 Charlie Weiss at this time was like trying to keep his job. You know, he was like he lost to Carolina, right? I mean, I was at that game in Keenan Stadium the year before. You know, I mean, Charlie Weiss was. At that time, and obviously Brian Kelly comes in his next in the next year in two thousand and ten, I think, or two thousand nine, whatever it was. So it's like this was Charlie Weiss, like literally throwing the bag as big as he could to Manti Te'o between
1: between the story of how he got to Notre Dame and him saying that she was his the love of his life and calling him his like because again there's a huge difference. There's like a, a an ocean of a gap in between like getting catfished in the sense that you start talking to a girl. You think she's kind of hot. You think she's interesting and you're kind of, you're kind of digging her. And then you realize it's a fake person and calling that person, the love of your life and your girlfriend. You know what I mean? and, And I think like between that and the way he got to Notre Dame, it just, it's like, dude, I don't know, man. Like you're, you're obviously extremely gullible. And this idea that, um, You know, maybe it's not fair, like to to have true empathy for people, I guess you don't, you shouldn't do this, but we all have lizard brains and we just kind of like go off of instinct and your instinct, whenever stuff like this, uh, you, you, you hear about stuff like this is you put yourself in their shoes and you say, could this have happened to me? You know, like, that's how you think, think it through. And I think those two things make me believe that they're like, I I just can't fathom a, a reality where I would ever refer to a woman that I've never met in the flesh as my girlfriend. It can't happen. It yeah. will never happen. I could be like, I would tell my boys, like, "Hey, there's this, there's this girl that lives in California. I'm really into her. I can't wait to meet her. Like, we talk on the phone all the time. I get that part, but then to say she's the love of my life,
0: yeah. But that, I, I think know. that's that's what gave credence to everyone saying there has to be something else here, right? I mean that that is the that is really it. You know, like who is going on and saying like. I'm, I'm crying. This is the love of my life. The last thing she said was I love you, you know what I mean? Like, and, and you're mentioning this before your actual relative, right? I mean, you're, you're leading with Lene before your actual. <laughs> That's grandma. true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was what it was really striking to me that as, as it was playing out. It's like, you're leading with, even at the Heisman ceremony. And he's like, you know, Chris Fowler asked him about, you know, what was the moment this season that what he really remembered. Out, yeah. What stood out to him. And he's like, I remembered, you know, my defensive coordinator after my girlfriend passed away. He didn't say after my grandma and my girlfriend. He said Lene specifically. And in that moment, I was like, you know, if there was ever a time to, like, deflect the story to my grandma. Because as right. I'm sitting there, like, mm-hmm. if exactly. I, if I'm a PR team, I'm like, the first thing I say there is, like, when my grandma passed. My right. coordinator. And I like and I'm like already taking away the girlfriend aspect of it, especially because I never met her before, especially because she had just texted me with a picture of the <laughs> that I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. Three days ago, saying you're still alive. Like that was the moment that that to me was like I was with him the whole time leading up to that. And I'm, and I'm also like feeling bad for him. But when he did that and said that to Chris Fowler, which he kind of admitted, he was like, I don't I just kind of panicked and and said yeah. But it's like, you got to, at that point, have some sort of like, all right, something's up here. I can't be leading with this girlfriend of mine. But did he right? think she
2: was maybe alive at that point then
0: because of that? That was so bizarre.
2: Then, <sighs> Yeah. But also, yeah. he's just like, it's just crazy. I'm sure his head is just like swimming. Like, he doesn't even know. He's just like, but uh, But whatever.
0: then every, every part of like a sport, right? Like, there's a natural instinct to doing something and like anticipating things. And then like, when you are always sure of something. And then like this gets thrown in your face. I'm alive, but I'm dead, but now I'm back alive, you know? Like your, your ability to like digest information and make a decision has to be rattled. And that's why when I'm watching the football game after that, and they're like, he just wasn't all there. It's like, of course, because he doesn't trust his instinct anymore. His instinct yeah. is completely like like lost. And, and I'm not saying that Notre Dame wasn't going to get smacked regardless. Yeah. Like, there's no world no away. That Alabama team was sick. No one's beating yeah. Amari Cooper and and T.J. Yeldon and Eddie Lacy and all these yeah. guys. I mean, Alabama's mm-hmm. going to stomp them regardless. But you could see in that game, like this guy yeah, doesn't even exactly. trust what he's thinking anymore. So Do and, and think- that all comes from this.
2: You think that Alabama team talked a lot of shit about that girlfriend? Facts. Yeah. Was was it out? Time. Was it out by then?
0: Oh, that's right. No, it wasn't out. It wasn't oh, it was out. after. It was right. it I th- like like, like he, he, he knew he knew there was something oh, up, but no one else knew. Yeah, the school. Yeah. He told Notre Dame on the twenty-six. He told the AD and everyone, and they were like, "We got to figure out how to get ahead of this, but also we don't want to put anything else out before the game because we don't want to distract from the game." Because
1: there's no way he's playing in that game if if right, like that. That was the timeline, right? Like he was. Yeah.
0: He no. Was yeah. Because because uh, Rania slash Lene reached out to him on the 16th. Remember like she, she sent him the Twitter DM. Imagine finding out that like, it was all a hoax via Twitter DM too. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this time you're like living your life. Yeah. You just got Roxy embarrassed. The, uh, you're like, what oh, about, man, um,
2: what about her saying? Um, we won because like, she had given him like uh,
0: tips like watch you know <laughs> run and
2: blah 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 and
0: we won yeah. it's like bro, get the <laughs> hell out of get here out of there with that like, <laughs> yeah. being like i told i scouted i scouted yeah. you know Michigan State. can i read the text
1: <laughs> can i read the text these are the texts they showed on screen this was the what like i don't know what's funnier that uh these were the actual texts and they actually found the actual text or that some producer working on this documentary came up with these texts as <laughs> As like an example of what she yeah. might have texted. Either way, this is what they showed on screen as they were talking about uh, Linnae texting Manti Teal, teaching him football, or giving him football tips to help him win. And I quote, stop the ball, the run, or break up the pass and move on the next, babe. <laughs> That's exactly. one. The other one, I encourage you, babe, to manage the pace and the flow of your defense, babe.
2: <laughs> and then she said, we ended up winning. <laughs> yeah.
1: He did exactly what I pointed out, which is uh, stop the run or the pass and break up the pass and move on to the next babe, it and... some
0: pace with that defense. Also she wow. said, I know, she said, I know the coaches are telling him, you know, like what they're doing, but I was basically his coach. Yeah.
2: So what about when Vernaya shows up to that game, the USC game, with the baby sister? That was that and was Rania. that was it's, like, uh, it's nothing creepy at all. It's like, you think?
1: That was like the most serial killer shit I've ever seen in my life. That was oh. like re- re- return to the scene of the crime type shit that like it, it's it's beyond the pale. It like it's heart. already beyond the pale but like you know Naya, as she's as she's explaining her point of view throughout the thing like I you know, I'm I'm not necessarily feeling bad for her, but I'm like at least it's a point of view because that's more than
0: what you get like an understanding would, of like yeah what her, her yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah. coming from you know at Who, least
1: it's not uh, random yeah. you know and you're like okay I I'm listening There's to motivations your, here yeah, yeah the narrative you're building here whatever um but then when Gee. that happens it's like it's like this is this is beyond the pale and like any 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 momentum I had towards venturing towards feeling bad for her is just like immediately removed. am <laughs> I'm like, this yeah. is... you got your little co- who was it? Like a cousin or something? A s- yeah. little sister. It was like uh, it was her, little it was sister her said, little, said it, was it was
2: the niece. Yeah. It was, it was her the had the, the niece sister. say, I miss Aunt Lene. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. yeah. And send like uh, voice memos or like record voicemails where where she was saying Mm -hmm. that it was it was her little sister, Nia's little sister. Yeah, so
1: that was the worst part of it all. I think I think that was the most uh, egregious, unforgivable. um, Like, just this is actually insane uh, part of the whole
0: deal. Yeah, it's crazy. One thing I did want to well, point out or, or ask about quickly, like, and you guys, like, this is something that I kept thinking about the whole time. The actual girl that was Linay, that mm-hmm. you know, he gets—I uh, can't remember what her real name was. I what think it was it's Diana O'Meary or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Diana yeah. so O'Meary. Diane. So, Diane, right? The entire country. No matter, they talked about it the whole time. Like you didn't even have to know sports, but you knew this story. You knew Lene. You saw the pictures of Lene. You saw it everywhere. You saw it on ABC 11. You saw it Eyewitness News. Whatever. How in the world did someone not at some point, like in the in her life? Be in a restaurant, be in a bank, yep. be in somewhere, and say that is the dead girlfriend of, yeah. of Manti Te'o, the guy, the Notre Dame football guy. How did she not have anyone until the Deadspin Tim Burke reached out? Like, how did no one in her circle have anyone say to her like, "Hey, I saw you as Manti"? Teow. Yeah, that that to me is like the that one that blew my
1: was, mind too. Like, yeah, that blew my mind she too. Honest. as I was
0: watching. I was like, how is was
1: how, is, how is nobody pointing this out, and how is this?
2: Were you know. they showing the picture of the girl? Yes. Like on that Katie yeah. Tarek one, they showed the picture of the girl back then? Yeah, okay. yeah they it were showing crazy. the
1: picture of the girl, but they never showed, again, like it's easy it's easy in hindsight to just say how did, how did the media miss all this, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm not pretending like I knew that the girlfriend was fake. Mm-hmm. But it is wild that, um, you know, that at no point in time when they were talking to Manti and, and about his dead girlfriend and what she meant to him and all that, that they ever showed a picture of the two of them together, you know. Like if you were thinking about like if that happened today, and one of that, like there would be a whole montage of like all the times they went to the beach to, to the lake house and went to the, you yeah. know, walking on the beach, and they went out to dinner and all the like all of these moments between the the couple. As he's talking about like how much this woman meant to me, and and, and during all of these sit down interviews he's doing, there's zero pictures of them together, and yeah. nobody at any of these media organizations was like. Shouldn't we have like can we can we ask him for a picture of the two of them? Like and, is, they're,
0: and they're like pixelated pictures that they're like putting up anyway, you know what I mean? These yeah. Are like right ripped from MySpace or Facebook. You know what I mean? They're like cropped. I was hoping um, that Diane would they'd have her on
2: the dock. I mean, they showed her I was do an interview, but she probably just rejected them. I was like no, I uh no I You're my my my
1: my brain is just like poison from uh watching too much media or something, but uh I, I, I was seriously expecting Mantae to be, like, married to Diane. <laughs> I was sick at that, too. I was do expecting, you, like, no, the end. That I was, like, be the, really cool. the huge reveal is that he, like, actually got in touch with her. Now
2: they're married. They have three yeah. kids together.
0: Right. <laughs> like, Turns out I really like Diane. Yeah.
2: Naya, Naya. Yeah, the, the three kids. Um, Do you think... Uh, Someone using your picture to pretending to be you for a catfishing scam is a compliment. I think so. Like you'd be like, oh, good. That's yeah. I,
0: I think I think the vanity of all people. You're like, wow, you want to be me? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? like, like a certain level of that, and also if like you're Diane, you're like, damn, Manti tail Manti Tail
2: like, thought, you thought I like, yeah. like,
0: <laughs> right. yeah. like like, was hot. Pret- yeah. Right.
2: Like like, has anyone ever pretended to be you online? Oh man. Uh, that, that, that is
1: a great question, Jim. What would, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think you take it as a compliment.
0: I think you I think it'd definitely be weird, but, um, there's a weird vanity to taking it as a compliment, but like, we're all human and that there is vanity in all of us. Yeah. There is no doubt in anyone's mind. Like if you even heard someone else, like if it was you and your friend and they were like, I actually chose your friend. You'd be like, why'd you choose him over me? Right? (laughs) Like like you didn't think I I couldn't be the guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My other
2: question. I had one other question from this. As far as like, if you were the catfish, so he drops that she dropped dead the same day as the grandmother. Yeah. Bad time to do that. Was that the best way to go about it? Could he not have just pretended she got mad and ghosted him? Or no, that's I. I. I I had some other. Yeah. Said some. Did it some other way that he would be like, screw Lene, be like. Yeah. yeah she's uh i don't know i cheated on she you died in, like, a, I, I, I cheated, died in yeah. an orgy man she died in yeah an orgy. sorry so I, then he's like oh screw her yeah exactly or just <laughs> yeah
1: ghost ghost him you know like like that's that's i i had the exact same thought because they were that at that time according to the their narrative that they were building they said that the communication was fizzling out because mantai's star was rising and he his ego he's he said it himself he's like "Is my ego's exploding <laughs> and i'm the man and all this kind of stuff he's like i didn't have as much time for Lene."
2: Um, yeah, she was getting jealous.
1: So why didn't yeah? Like that, that you you had an obvious out. out. That was the out. You had so. a very obvious out. You could have just like let the communication fizzle, and mm-hmm. said things were becoming you know, we we just lost touch. I don't know. And then you never talk to him again. And there it is. It's done. Um, do you think though, if 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 Nia just lets Linay stay dead? and doesn't resurrect her with the picture of the, you know, the, that she, she has Diane take. Oh, um, and, I'm, yeah. and the you, call. You,
2: I'm back.
1: Do you think anybody knows the story? Do you think it gets put? Like, do you think we all, like, do you think you, all three of us would be sitting here today thinking that Tai Tao had a girlfriend die during his almost Heisman campaign? Cause I, I sort of think like, no, I think like, that's kind of what started the mo- wheels in motion of it getting out is I bet like Manti started talking to people or like, they, they didn't really talk about that much of like how it actually.
2: Oh, but that's a, yeah, they didn't say who like sent that email originally. Like yeah, his... who was the tipster? Was, like like how, this?
1: how did the tipster find out about mm-hmm. this? So, like how did it all right. actually start to unravel other than just the tipster? Cause I, I, I do wonder... one of his
2: friends, right? It's just like, I
1: wondered about that. Like if, 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 if Lene stays dead and doesn't get resurrected, yeah. does the story stay dead?
0: You know, no, there's, there's a certain level where, like, I think Manti actually would have been so stringent on the fact that, like, yes, she died. You know what I mean? That like he would have been so convincing in that case that we would have never had the idea that he had something to do with it right that that was the really like he got basically convicted before you know before it was like even fleshed out like everyone's like this guy had to be in on it in some capacity like there, there's no way he can be this stupid right i mean that was pretty much like how the, the yeah. general public reacted to it do and you i think he should have won the bad. heisman no.
1: I now Na- believe he could have been that stupid. I now believe yeah, after yeah, seeing yeah. the documentary that he was just I mean,
0: that Because he's that like, he's that like almost, naive. Like, for lack of a word, yeah, naive, pure, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Like he, yep. he really just did the right thing and didn't understand any other mode, which I mean, look, I mean, I, I grew up in the Baptist church, in North Carolina, I mean, military people. I mean, like we, I understand cool. like, like that world of like, we just got to lock it in and do the right thing and move on and move forward and keep it pushing. But yeah, it's tough to see. It's tough to What's win. the
1: closest mm-hmm. either one of you have come to being catfish? I mean <laughs> not even not even romantically. It doesn't even have to be that. I don't even mean like with women. Is are like was there I Do um... you ever remember a time where like someone was like, Hey Tate, I want to work with you. This is uh <laughs> This is Drake.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, You're like, "Oh, that's sick." I mean, I had so many w- weird things like during the Bill Simmons days where I was like I didn't know who was who and Bill Bill's rule for me was like don't talk to anybody, you know? It was like Willy Wonka rules. So it's like it's like don't trust anybody, don't talk to anybody. So, I was, like everybody's like, slugworth. Yeah, yeah, every, everyone's trying to steal ideas, you know what I mean? So, I think I pretty much like just my my natural inclination was to ignore, you know what I mean, which I which I think like Helps in the catfishing community, right? If if your natural inclination is to say nay, then yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Jim? Have you ever?
2: uh, Yeah, I had um, been talking to some girl on like Hinge and we were supposed to meet up. Something came up, it happened like twice. And then I got an email from Hinge being like, Did you give this person any of your information, social security number, like all this stuff? This person is under investigation, blah, blah, blah. It's like, God damn. (laughs) <laughs> you like no no but we were supposed to get lunch yeah i was like what did they do and then the, they didn't respond i'm like damn it oh i wanted God. to see what they did though but never heard back
0: yeah uh, uh,
1: he i i i uh like a month ago um i got an email for a Costco gift card and i got really <laughs> excited for like two seconds <laughs> that's, a, that's, you that's how you kept me Costco? <laughs> yeah Costco it was like a, it was Chipotle? Like a hey, <laughs> yeah chipotle. That, that's that's how that i would, would get definitely get you yeah that would yeah. be yeah the ultimate if i get it's some text deal. message <laughs> if i get a dm from a woman that's like <laughs> i want to have sex with you i'm like boring <laughs> but a fat like, guy like, like, a...
0: want chipotle
1: and you're like yeah,
0: yeah. i want chipotle. Like, <laughs> like, get, get in my van go. Yeah. If Titleist DM me and was like, we got like a 50 free golf balls down the road. You know what I mean? Just get down there right now. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yes. No questions asked. <laughs> it was like a straight trap. Like a kidnapped. Um, <laughs>
1: can we talk about the dead spin guys in this? I, I was about to say, yeah, I have some
0: notes. Because on it. uh, one,
1: of, one of the funniest parts of the documentary to me is the introduction of, I mean, it wasn't technically the introduction because Tim Burke opens the entire documentary and we yeah. don't, they, we they don't say again. who he is. Right. And mm-hmm. they would never see him again until like the second episode. Um, but then the second reveal of him,
2: like he's Hannibal fucking Lecter standing, in, uh, you know, all the screens, all the screens. Yeah. He's and like the, in clockwork the, orange or like Apollo 13, <laughs> yeah, like landing a <laughs> landing a spaceship. Like, what is he doing? And then, uh, and he just Googled the, who's, the who's person. the other like, guy what? that the other uh, guy's Jack Dickey, the unpaid so Jack intern Dickey, who got sandwiches and occasional <laughs> bottle of booze. That was a so Jack.
1: <laughs> so Jack Dickey goes, um. Jack, what did he say? I wrote it down where Jack Dickey was like, yeah, Tim Burke has this like advanced algorithm. He's got like some of these tools that. Yeah, he uh, was like in he, Anonymous he, he, or something. Or he's in an Anonymous. Yeah, which he's, I was like, is that
0: rule number one of Anonymous to never say yours? Right, <laughs> right,
2: right, right. Or he was like friends with Anonymous. He said something.
1: His and name is Googled Tim Googled Burke and he's in Anonymous. Tim yeah, Burke, Anonymous.
0: Yeah, St. Petersburg, uh, Florida, uh, anonymous. Saint Beavers,
1: Florida, Anonymous. St. Petersburg, Florida, Anonymous. Yeah, but he's going on and on about like how he's got all these like tools that no one else has. And then it cuts to Tim Burke, and he's like, yeah, so I just Googled shit. I just hit the on. I just yeah, typed I just name and looked for a funeral. I just Googled
2: her name. <laughs> My dad was yelling, uh, why didn't he go to her funeral? Did anyone find that weird? I was like, oh, that's actually a good point. Did they talk that's about a, the funeral?
0: A that's a great point. They never brought up the funeral, and he also didn't go to his grandma's funeral. Right. Because, like, maybe if you he would... were a
1: funeral guy, maybe on the way to the funeral, may- maybe Lene's brother called Manti and said they were taking the body to the funeral home and there was another car crash yeah, and the body crash. spilled out mm-hmm. into the ocean.
2: <laughs> and then she sat up and said, I'm still alive. And... and she, but, but she was still alive. But then we found out she has double
1: leukemia, which is twice as bad as the normal leukemia. And, so then she died again. Yeah. And but, but, but at this point yeah. <laughs> did,
2: did he have her die again or no? <laughs> no, no I, mean, I don't think so, right? He, I think he she never got to have there. her die again.
0: He's just like, yeah. oh. she was she was fully back and then it was like all coming out at that point. Well but that's I mean,
1: what ugh. we that's what we need from that's what we need from Naya. That's her job. You know, you said you said, Jim, that that Naya is now looking for a job, no one will hire her, all that. <laughs> I think we have the new job. We need to Got know it. how the storyline was going to end. This is like a George R. R. Yeah. Martin situation where she hasn't Finish, written the final look. book. <laughs> Finish <laughs> the book. Tell us what was going to happen. <laughs> There's too many plot holes. I need it all tied up, please, for the love of God.
0: <laughs> I, uh, yeah, please tie it up. There was one other crazy fact that I that I found while I was like reading about Manti Tao. So his first tackle, like they show the Nevada game, right? The ne- first tackle was sick. Yeah, the first tackle like he comes in the building. He's like, I'm supposed to change the culture here. Like, I'm trying to let him know I'm really that guy. And he and he gets his first tackle. And then you you rewind it back, and you're like, Who did he just tackle? Colin Kaepernick. Whoa! And and then was it really? It was Colin Kaepernick. And then and then you you spin it forward, right? And I'm like reading about his NFL career because I'm like Manti was pretty solid. I knew he was the captain of the Chargers. Like in you know by 2017 or whatever. And I'm like, okay, reading about his career, reading about his career. First career sack in the NFL, Colin Kaepernick. Oh my God. Oh my God. i was like, oh my God. What, what kind of good, this goes all the way to the <laughs> no, top. This goes all the <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, but yeah, so th- that's how deep in the weeds I was, like in the Manti tail story. I'm like, how did it not work out? Like, how is he not a first round pick? The Giants basically had him penciled in as the lock of the 19th pick, and then I guess the Mara family was like He's well, too much of a distraction, so they pivoted last minute. You want
1: can, can I can I drop this take? Is, I don't think this is an original take, but uh, I, it, it's it's it, it. It, it might need to be said anyway. Is there a possibility that Manti tail just wasn't that good? football and he was like overrated and that oh. um because i remember vividly that season um the football part
0: of it or does he that, just that, need Lene's coaching you know what i mean Yeah, that's, that's what right. it was yeah that's what i was thinking yeah when,
1: when he didn't have lanae coaching him he was not he was half the player um but his whole heisman campaign was was obviously they talked about in the documentary the off the field stuff um whatever but right. It was also propped up by Notre Dame being undefeated, and Notre Dame was a fraud of a team. We know that Notre Dame's a fraud of a team every year. We're gonna see that in a couple weeks when they go to Columbus, Ohio, and Bronny's gonna see that. Yeah, yeah, Bronny James will see that with his own two eyes. Um, They, 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 they they had like so many close games that year. I went back and looked it up. They beat six and Purdue. All all the records I'm saying, by the way, are are how the teams finished by the end of the year. Six and seven Purdue. They beat by three uh michigan goes eight and five notre dame beat him 13 to 6. Mm-hmm. byu was eight and five they beat him 17 to 14 Pitt was six and seven on the year they they beat Pitt by three they were like eking by all these games they beat stanford in overtime um so was, maybe yeah. like if if notre dame has three losses nobody really gives a shit about me at at all secondly yeah. like his stats that season, I went back and looked that up because I remembered like part of what was crazy about his Heisman campaign was how many interceptions he had. He had seven interceptions, he didn't have any interceptions his first three seasons at Notre Dame, yeah. and then he had seven because like the ball would just keep bouncing to him. It was like a freaking uh, six man situation where the Wayans brothers oh, he, he definitely some, had, he was like touched
0: God. by God, as he was saying. Yeah, I mean, he like he was ghosts of his ran. grandma and
1: Lene were hitting the ball into his hands, and that's how he
0: was intercepting it.
1: Um. But then, like every other stat he had that year, like wasn't even anything. Like he, his, his tackles were fewer than he had his his sophomore and junior seasons. Yeah. He had like no tackles for losses. He had no fumbles. He had no sacks. Mm-hmm. He like basically it was it was just like he played linebacker and led the team in tackles and had seven crazy ass interceptions for an undefeated team. And also his dead girlfriend just died. Remember the dead girlfriend? And that was his Heisman campaign. So yeah. that that's my theory. I'm playing devil's advocate on that tape. Maybe he just wasn't that good. And maybe even if his girlfriend was real and not dead, Eddie Lacy and TJ Yeldon would have ran the ball down his throat just the same. I yeah,
0: I, I, I definitely am right there with you in that sense. I mean, it's also – it was a year in college football where we were trying to find who the guy was, right? So Manti was perfectly like – Oh man, he checks all the boxes. Notre Dame is winning all these close games, like, and not only are they winning these close games, like you said, like he's having inter- game winning interceptions and like hit yeah. pat, like he is like the Derek Jeter moments of these games where you're like, oh, that guy is he he knows how to perform in crunch time, right? But then on the flip side of that, like Johnny Manziel was everything that they didn't want to celebrate because Johnny Manziel's like throwing the money sign up. He literally beats Nick Saban. He is the first year that Texas A&M is in the SEC. It's the first year of Kevin Sumlin, who a lot of people were like, he's not supposed to be coaching at this level. Johnny, like, you know, did by all accounts, everything wrong. (laughs) So it's like, they didn't want him really to be the face of the football world, right? Of the college football world. So Manti was like the perfect placeholder during the regular season to keep coming back to this heart felt feel good story like they said it was the Gipper it was Rudy it was all this so that carries us through the regular season but then as we get you know obviously the Heisman Johnny Johnny was I think uh, at the time Johnny was one of three quarterbacks that had 20 rushing and 20 passing touchdowns in a season Tim Tebow Cam Newton Johnny Manziel right so those were the three guys so Johnny and Johnny broke Cam Newton's uh passing record that he had just set the, the the year before so it was like no doubt he's he is the Heisman. And then he goes yeah. to the Cotton Bowl, blows out Oklahoma, you know, and is amazing. And everyone's like, Johnny Football, he's the real deal. And, like, he kind of just goes from there, and it's all about Johnny Football. But Manti carried the, the good-natured narrative throughout the regular right. season. That's why it was necessary. Right. But we all knew it was Johnny. Like, John, John, there was no doubt, like, Johnny Football was changing the game.
1: Uh, the other the other note I want to say about the uh um you're, you're you're reminding everybody about like you know Colin Kaepernick in Nevada people forget <laughs> that he was the quarterback that Manti Te'o sacked whatever, um people forget this Notre Dame Alabama game, uh the story was Manti Te'o now that we look back on it it's that Manti Te'o had a dead girlfriend that wasn't real, but uh at the time the story was. A.J. McCarron has a real-life girlfriend who is very real, and Brett Musburger has an enormous boner for her. <laughs> and he Brent, Mus- Brent Musburger is like,
0: can you show his girlfriend again? And yeah. they, keep, they just keep cutting back.
1: Brent her. Musburger, <laughs> the, this is the same game. The Notre Dame-Alabama game was when Brent Musburger was uh, just going, just slobbering, just foaming at the mouth over Catherine
0: West. Even drunk Joe Namath was like, you know, by tone me. it down, buddy. Tone it down, A little too much. <laughs>
1: So I thought that juxtaposition, as I was watching the, uh, you know, the highlights of the – or as we were watching the doc and they're showing the, the, the scenes from the Alabama-Notre Dame game, like that – the juxtaposition clicked for me that it was like, this is the, this was the game of the girlfriends. This was the
0: the and like you said, like it's changed in our mind. But like at the time, the takeaway was, wow, Notre Dame should have never been in this game. Notre Dame like is not even close to the level of Alabama. They're they're not at that level yet. Like Swarbrick said, he's like, there was the you know I can't even watch the game. It was so embarrassing. And it goes back to your Buckeyes. If Ohio State is not in a postseason ban, Ohio State's in the national championship game playing against Alabama. Yeah. This is like instead of it being 2012, the first time they meet us. You know, it's 2015, I mean. It's 2012, you know, Ohio State-Alabama, we get that game. And Notre Dame and Manti-Tayle, like, who cares, like you said. So, it's it it actually worked out perfectly for Manti to be, you know, at the top of the conversation in the college football world, which is crazy because, like, it had to, you know, deal with Ohio State having a postseason. There was all these – extenuating circumstances and you well, well
1: i don't if i remember right i don't think ohio state was like we, we we ended up being 12 and 0 that year um and yeah like you said we were banned from the big 10 championship and bowl or whatever but uh i don't think we were that good i think like we were squeaking it's by Braxton. a lot of games too yeah, Braxton. yeah. Braxton was but bad. um the the whole reason we had a bowl ban is that the year before like the year before was when trestle was was you know resigned and then uh Fickle coached and Ohio state like wasn't very good and ended up going six and seven. And a lot of the Ohio state fans at the time were like, why don't we just take a bull, like do a self punishment now. Cause we suck do a bull band. Now. Um, we did not do that. We, we accepted a bid to the Gator bowl and lost to Florida in the Gator, the freaking Gator bowl. It's literally called the Gator bowl. And we were playing the Gators. Like, what were we thinking? Um, we end the season six and seven Gator bowl losers. Uh, and then, because we didn't take the bowl ban, the NCAA gave us a bowl ban the next season when we went undefeated. So, like, even like all, all we had to do was just take the bowl ban the year before. Maybe Ohio State's in the national championship just from that, that alone, you know? Because then maybe the is like, yeah, that's enough for us. Let's let's keep it moving. Um, but they didn't do that. Uh, the 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 last thing we have to we must talk about, and then we can start wrapping this up if we want. Um, Doctor Phil, the Doctor <laughs> Phil reveal in this documentary. Is I when I when I tell you I, I I was howling laughing, I mean the way they shot this thing was was again it was like like th- this whole documentary is so overproduced it was it was the, one of the funniest things ever it was like I don't know but it. it, it Dr Phil walking into this I I had no idea it was going to be Dr Phil and they're just yeah, showing like a, who it was <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're like he she turned to...
2: around in a chair like the evil villain like <laughs> yeah, this man, slowly turning around like petting a cat <laughs> I was howling like, what the hell was that yeah it, it was, was like he was behind the very whole insane. thing
0: and it was very like <laughs> you're about to get hit with some truths and it's yeah. like Dr. Phil and the doctor <laughs> Raniah, I have talked to this many <laughs> experts, and they said there is a 0% chance that that was your voice. And then Renaya's like, yeah. I'll go show you how to do I'll it. I'll show you right now, bitch. <laughs> I'll do it
2: right now. I know. And now, meanwhile, there's people in jail because of those experts, probably. Yeah, right,
0: right. Something, right. You know? Those experts are horrible. <laughs> a 0.1% chance. I know. Dr. Phil. they, they, they like,
1: me up. I, I brought in the voicemail experts. The, the, the doc- <laughs> oh, my God.
0: The voicemail the, experts. dr
1: phil's involvement in it. like the fact that dr phil did the interview for for this documentary at all was hilarious the reveal of it was hilarious um oh my god that that that, that made it for me because like at that point i don't know how you can not i don't know how you can watch this and not laugh when dr phil yeah. comes up on screen and then is like i i, I brought in the experts i for this yeah. one I, mean, I consulted my. It reminds me of like the Pawn Stars meme where like they you bring in any object and the guy that runs the Pawn Stars I forget his name where he's like Rick yeah, I think I know you're, and mm-hmm. he's like he's like yeah I got a guy I got a buddy who's an expert in that let me run it down and see <laughs> and you're like how the could buddy, you
0: the buddy comes over and he's like yeah that's not that's not real
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah. it's
1: just a, like, it's always like the most specific object on earth. And yeah, the, I and know it's like, like, like
2: children's like, shoes from like the industrial revolution. He's yeah. like, oh, my, my next
1: room neighbor actually is an expert yeah, He's, that. he's is an expert. Phone. Phone. That's what this reminded me of. was like, Phil was like, I have a, I have a, I have a lot of experts on the line um, who specialize in um, men pretending to be women on the phone, but then also. Uh, pretending to be the women, the woman's brother, <laughs> and
0: creating a social media account and
1: leaving voicemails. I have an and, expert here. Yeah. yeah, I have an expert. We're gonna call him in. <laughs> it's
0: also unfair a little bit that like Manti Te'o had to go on Katie Couric's show where she basically had been told prior, just based on the way she interviewed him, like grill this man, you know what I mean? Like she and did he's not- gay,
1: and he's hundred yeah. percent gay, Katie. Exactly.
0: Like, they were like, Katie, here are the facts. Like they gave her a bunch of like just harsh notes. They're like, when don't he says
1: it- he's not gay, you say yes, you are. Yeah.
0: Well, he said something. He was like, I don't think I lied, you know, because I believed it was true. And she goes, now th- that's a lie right there, man. <laughs> I was like, damn. I was like, Katie Kirk's not playing. And then meanwhile, Renaya is on with Dr. Phil, who's just like the easiest pushover interview of all time. I was like man if I'm Manti I'm watching Dr. Phil I'm like I should have gone on Dr. Phil you know what I mean like that should have been the move I should have just gone to him and said let me tell my side of the story Um, oh
1: my god Manti goes on Ellen and I I was waiting I was waiting for that shot of like Ellen coming out and dancing in the crowd like shaking her hips and then like going down to her seat and being like and of course we have a very serious story we have to talk about today oh yeah I, was, I kept waiting for that. What a, what a, what an incredible time. That, that was, that was part of the fun too, is like the Katie Kirk Dr. Phil part that you're just like, man, I forgot that this even existed. I forgot <laughs> that it. this was.
0: Yeah. In my, in my head, I just heard, will you be my Katie Kirk? Uh Yeah. That's uh, that's just like such a funny moment in time. And and it, like you said, it was so self-serious, but with reflection and the stakes, it's so dumb overall, but it was uh, all dumb. Yeah.
1: It's, 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 <laughs> a, it's all very, very stupid. Um. <laughs> final thoughts uh do you how, how bad how bad after you got done watching the documentary um on a scale of one to ten if you if you had to scale it like that how bad do you feel for having laughed in the past at Manti and maybe even laughing during the documentary mm. did it work did because this this documentary yeah. is very obviously like a pr like yeah you know like image rehabilitation deal um did it work on you did you say to yourself man i'm such a dick i can't believe i ever laughed at this guy
0: i, I didn't really like i, I at what with what information i had at the time i laughed i, I was right to laugh you know what i mean but but yeah. upon but upon reflection and upon finding out more i would say i'm around like an eight or nine and i would say i was at a zero like i had zero sympathy for him, yeah like from what i knew the bare bones of the situation i was like you're an idiot. And also, you kind of must have liked this to ride the coattails, you know what I mean, th- this entire time. But after I watched this and I kind of understand where he was coming from and what he had going on. And he was obviously like you said, when he got the ego on campus, when he's playing well, he's obviously hooking up with girls on campus, You know what I mean? Like th- there was some right. normality to it that that like, uh, you know, that I didn't really in my head back then, I didn't really give credence to. So I'd say I, I have gone from zero to eight or nine. So I it worked. The PR work. You say you take full responsibility, but it's not it's your not fault. My fault yeah. yeah. What about you, Jim? <laughs> with, with, with
2: what I knew at the time, Jim, didn't work think I on ever you? really like laughed about it. I, I remember always just being what like, confused and thinking it was strange. Yeah. But I was like, how could he fall for that? And then like them being like, oh, he's in on it, and like hearing about all that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I just always felt bad you didn't for think it was really, funny like, that a guy that I mean, what? I don't know. It's just like weird. You feel bad for him, don't you?
0: I, yeah, that, that's, that's how I would feel. I don't a, know. It's it like, just like bad, that sucks. Then I, then I was like, I think he's in on it. You know what I mean? So then I was like, I don't. Yeah. I don't. When
2: the, the thing about him maybe being in on it or using it was, it kind of changed it. But uh, yeah, I think I always just felt bad for him. Oh really.
0: my god. And Titus is all like right. I was writing jokes. I can't
1: wait to yeah, I can't wait to <laughs> to hang up. That like we 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 finished the show, and then Jim was like all that stuff about feeling bad for him. I didn't. In fact, here are memes I made. I dug up from 2013. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I was like, did joke. I make
0: anything? I don't think I did. <laughs> no, but I mean, oh, at the end of the doc, you know, like I did appreciate like you know the like Manti like it obviously affected him in a very real mm. way, which I which I. I feel for him in that sense. And it's also like ruined I, his life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, mean, would say, I would say I would say for the me, other party was a little bit more what, like, you know, I upset would, about that impact, but who knows?
1: I would say like I, I I'm at like a six or seven and because um There you go. That's like good. It, first of all, his father saying, You gotta do better, son. Like that 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 feels like that that is giving permission to me as a casual, you know, as an outside party. Yeah, it, there's it, leeway there his father's giving me leeway to be like, yeah, you got to do better, man. Like, Come and on. and so I definitely feel bad for him. The emotion came through at the end. Um, the, you know, when he was, you know, talking about his, his struggle with all this and how it did kind of, it has kind of ruined his life in a lot of ways. But, um, also he's like a great dude. I think I learned that. Like, I don't think I yeah, knew same. how good of a dude man's Teo was until I saw this documentary. And I was like, I mean, the guy is, is an incredible human being. um, but at the same time, like if I if I'm gonna feel sorry for everybody who, it, it, I don't, it, it, th- there was still like a tinge of like a guy lost his life savings because he invested all of it in NFTs, you know, and it's like yeah. I I I feel bad for you, I, I definitely that. do. I don't like I'm not cheering saying, for your downfall, but at the same time, like if I'm gonna spend energy feeling bad for every sucker, yeah, <laughs> in then the I'm, world, I'm,
0: then I'm gonna... I'm gonna
2: I'm
1: gonna be very <laughs> busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna have a what lot of about- time
2: but what about um so what do you think the punishment should be for catfishing like she should go that's to jail, jail i i just should, should go or to like jail. manti Teo. just get locked in a room with manti Teo. like oh you want to meet him yeah <laughs> Leave him, like yeah but that's the weird part, out part out too is naya. like
1: is like te- manti is like, saying like because I I, I I i wanted to hate naya as well like you're watching you're like my god how evil do you have to be to do this shit um but I don't know. Like if Manti Te'o doesn't hate her, then how can I? You know, exactly. That was, that was kind of my takeaway too. Is like I hate. I do want to hate you, but like also if the guy whose life you fucked over doesn't hate you, then I guess
0: who am I to hate you? I feel like you should be banned from so the you're internet. You're Team Nia. I I, <laughs> yeah. I I think if you do something like that, like you should like be like, you can't even get on the internet anymore. Like you're just, com- yeah. I don't know how they would do that, but like mm-hmm. you have no ability to get online. You know what I mean? You should Which, get You think, know like, what? You yeah. would absolutely wreck some of these people that do horrible stuff like that. Cause they you obviously, could, I could see
2: like jail time for that. I mean, that's Naya should a, get a fraud. Nia, like Nia, fraud, yeah. or, or at least, email a, at least fraud a, instead of mail for, at least a
1: postseason ban. I think like you, you're not allowed to tweet about uh bowl games. <laughs> yeah. No, treat treat Naya like a college football program. Yeah, yeah.
0: She's not like, allowed to yeah, yeah, Posey's a man.
1: <laughs> she has to go to prison just during like football playoffs. <laughs> so every time every time bowl season comes around, she spends a month in prison for the next five years or something.
0: <laughs> you, it, it really is interesting, though, that there was like that. That goes to show why it is so ridiculous. Like the the gravitas of the conversation with the documentary, because there was no criminal charges at play, right? Yeah, I mean, there was right. no like not, nothing happened to Nia other than like embarrassment and the fallout of like the personal PR of it all, right? I mean, which is tough, obviously. I mean, you know, but it, but there's no like criminal aspect to this, so it, it okay. Really so was- if you're
1: if you're trying to, uh, who, who are you hiring first, Tim Burke or Naya? If you have like diabolical plans to like take take down an enemy, <laughs> I
0: I'm that was another kidding. debate I was I having. Think, I was like, I think, I think both of them. I think it's I was like, tip. who terrifies me more as I watch this of what I they're capable? Bur- of? <laughs> I think Tim Burke terrifies me the most, and that's why like I'm even terrified to say bad things about him. Like I, I think we should take out us laughing about <laughs> him earlier. He's gonna Google the shit out of us. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh,
2: at first out, i thought he was like a 90s like musician from like pavement or like dinosaur yeah. junior like some band he looked so familiar i'm like is that the guy from sonic youth what is this shout what out to him I mean, for his
0: rolling stone yeah
1: shout out to him for his body transformation by the way and uh mantai's mantai's dad dude like every old shot of Manti's dad he's right. like fat it, as hell and, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. no i was proud of Manti's dad i was like damn he locked it up like that was i was like damn motivation <laughs> <laughs> see that <laughs>
1: He's probably like going. He's probably embarrassed by his son getting catfished, and it's just yeah, like, "I got to get in shape. I got to get out of the house." Yeah, and he just off and, he just started jogging,
0: <laughs> just a to clear his head. Stink, yeah, just run away.
1: Um, other straight thoughts I had. Jack Swarbrick is a big time dweeb. Uh, every time he come on the screen and like talk, like use like the most legal language. Uh, the Notre Dame athletic director. Right. He yeah. like,
0: this, he's like, like every major university has consultants that they bring in, and the all the institution.
1: The institution that is the University of Notre Dame. I'm like nerd. <laughs> uh, I I I got over him pretty quickly. I didn't I I didn't need any of him. Um, what else did I say? Uh, the body transformations. We got that. Oh, the six brothers and sisters. I I wanted to hear from them. I wanted to hear because they they uh they the uh the one the, the one ceremony where Manti said he's coming back to school. They introduced him as like uh the oldest of six brothers and sisters and then I was like wow that's a that's a big family um we're hearing from mom and dad I want to hear from his brothers and in my head Canon um the documentary inter interviewed all of the brothers
0: and they all were just
1: like ragging on um, him nonstop. yeah yeah they're like, yeah, they're <laughs> they're like ass my dumbass brother <laughs> yeah
0: he's like talking about the people that were making jokes at his expense it's like all of his brothers like <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like all the people that laughed at me it's like all of them in the background yeah <laughs>
1: Man, I told that dumbass that. that, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) he's
0: crazy, man. I said
1: she's not even that hot anyway, Manti. What are you doing, dude?
0: And he didn't listen to me. That that is a good point. Would you? Would you expect Lene? Like, would you? Would you say that Lene was the love of your life just based off photos too? Like, it was obviously like the perfect type for Manti too. You know, like that. That's another level of like level of like Naya knew exactly. Not that she was immediately going for Manti, but she knew exactly what he's looking for, which
1: is. uh, Another another thing I wrote down, a question I was going to ask you guys. Do you think Robbie, who looked like Jerry McNamara, by the way, um, <laughs> <laughs> do you think he was ultimately a good friend? Because he said at one point, he's like, I Googled car accident, nothing came up. And I was like, eh. <laughs> do you think he should have said something to Manti about that?
0: I, yeah, I, I think he's... <laughs> Good friend is like, you know, I think he was doing what he thought his job was as a good friend, but he wasn't actually a good friend. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. Like, I think he was placating the situation, trying to make sure Manti's happy. Probably doesn't want to tell him anything he doesn't want to hear, which is actually not a good friend. But you know, you you think you are being a good friend, so right, yeah. He should have he should have really stuck his neck out and been like, dude, let's Facetime this girl together, you and I, right now, without you telling her you are going to, without any of that stuff. Like, let's just ambush her and see what happens.
1: I have a friend who uh met a woman on the internet and was talking to her for a while and um I I was a good friend. Like I, I was observing the situation and I was like, I don't know, man. So I felt like say I, I felt like I should say something. I was like, I'm not talking you out of this, but um I don't I, I don't know, man. I, I probably just said that. I was probably just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just left it at that. Um they are now engaged to be married. Wow. So,
0: um, so I you're, like, you're you're like be careful, be wary of such. things. Yeah,
1: but then like also, I am the guy that to this couple tried to break them up. You know what I mean?
0: That's what I'm saying. So yeah. like
1: like yeah. So it's like maybe you don't say anything, because maybe, cause maybe yeah. they maybe it's true love, and then Manti cuts you out of his life because he's like, dude, if 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 I would have listened to you, I would have never married Lene. You know, and yeah. we wouldn't have this beautiful family we have today. Yeah, no, it's a, I tough, to- it's a tough call.
0: Yeah, in college I called one of my friends' girlfriends. You know, I was like, she's just a B-word, dude. You know what I mean? Like just like she's it just is what it is. Like, and now they're married and you know, it's just like
1: Hey, happy. What do you, you what do you do, Jim? What's what's your read
2: on that? If you're if you're in Jerry McNamara slash Robbie shoes. I mean, in that situation with the uh long distance one, it'd be hard. But um I had a friend who was engaged to a girl and she treated him like absolute garbage he was horrible and like i like could not really say anything they were like newly engaged and it was just like uh and then they broke up they had broke been on and off breaking up and like me and one of the other one of our other friends i said like you know next time they break up we just gotta let them know this ain't for real so like like he's gotta get out of there so we waited for that next time they broke up and we told them and he was like yeah i know um while I was at work, she um, stole everything out of my house, including like <laughs> the curtains oh. and the silverware and everything else. So yeah, I think we're done. I was like, okay. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, I think we broke up. I think that's uh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I think you yeah, guys I'm, were right. Yeah, so I think, <laughs> I
0: think it's over. Or maybe she was gonna like, bring why you back? tell me know. before
2: and we're like, I don't know. You kept getting back together. We didn't want to then have to like <laughs> be around her. You know, that's the,
1: the, the that's a, a, a that's a no win situation. So I guess I don't. That's brutal. I, yeah, Ultimately, be- my my verdict is like I don't think Robbie was a bad friend. I don't think he was trying to be a yeah. good friend.
0: That like but, his intentions were good. I
1: think maybe there's a way you tell, Man- like you you let
2: Manti discover the information on his own. Like you you Google
1: it in
0: also, front of having, him. he's having like the season like,
2: season of you know one of the yeah, greatest seasons ever. True. Do you really want to like shake up anything in his life? Whoa. Just like let him do what whatever is- he's doing. You know, like.
1: What if Robbie was going to tell Manti and then Gary Sadoway showed up?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just, he Dr. Just, Phil. Dr. Phil just turns around in a chair and says, Took a, do you think took you're a about crowbar him? to his knees and said, yeah. You're not gonna say shit, buddy. <laughs> you no, know, just the finger goes on the uh, you know
0: on the phone, it just hangs it up. We're Where about to, to win a national say, championship. Nope. Keep your goddamn mm-hmm. mouth shut. <laughs> exactly. We need the Gary Sadoway story. I think that's the that's the next chapter of this.
1: Zero results on Google for this man. Yeah. That's the that's the update. Is that, that Gary out. Sadaway never existed? Manti Te'o was just like hallucinating when he got work. or it was Charlie Weiss in a mask. Yeah, yeah it was Charlie. It was like Weiss a Scooby too. Doo. Yeah, Charlie Weiss was like a ghost. He put a bed curtain over himself and it was like a Scooby Doo ghost. And he's
0: like, go to
1: Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, I
0: like, I got, I just got a sign that I should go to Notre Dame. <laughs> oh oh man. man!
1: All right. Anything else? Any other straight thoughts or? Uh, uh, other other things you want to
0: say from uh, from all this? Wrap it up. No, nah, I'm Team Manti though. I, I will say, like, <laughs> do you I, think? I, I, I I'm yeah. I'm I mean, you know, just, at the end of the day, like, I I didn't really pull for him in his pro pro career or anything like that, you know. But I I enjoyed watching him at times on the Chargers. Uh, I can't believe he's out of the NFL already. But I mean, it's a tough game out there. But, I think
1: he's got a media career in front I mean, of him. Maybe, like so. yeah.
0: yeah. I I think I think he could do, you know.
1: The he'll work at Big to Network when Notre Dame gets picked up by the Big linebacker. Team. My, dude, have you seen the the, the coach crew? at USC? You see the crew that that's calling Notre Dame football games now, like Jack Collinsworth and uh, who, who's the other dude that's calling with Like for God's sake, throw Manti Isn't Te'o Drew, on that. Didn't but. Drew Brees
0: call like a Notre Dame game this year? Too? Is it? Is yeah. it? I think it was Drew Brees and Mike Tirico at one point with like yeah, like uh, Collinsworth on the sideline.
1: No, the they one. got rid of them, and it's now Jack Collinsworth and I. I like Mike Golick Jr. probably, or just, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you probably
0: I, don't know it, I don't know who it is. I don't know. That's a great point. You're probably right.
1: I don't know who it is, but uh, for God's sakes, just throw Manti-Tay on the booth. That, that helps with the image reveal uh, rehab too. It's just like let him or, or Big Ten Network can hire him when Notre Dame joins the Big Ten or something. There you go. I, I, like I
2: Googled that. Notre Dame announced team. Zero results. <laughs> it that away. I googled
1: oh, oh, Notre Dame uh, football,
2: zero results. <laughs> you're rocking,
1: <yeah>. didn't exist.
2: <laughs> Jack Collinsworth and Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett, that's right, that's oh right.
0: My God, the clapper, the clapper. Holy, yeah. like you're telling, Charlie you're Hardy. telling
1: me you can't throw a Teo tail in that booth. Like, you could take keep uh, Talib's nope. job. I keep Talib
0: seems busy. Yeah. What was that Amazon Prime? There you go, man. town Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I had anything
1: else to say. I just like I, I'll. Th- th- this I think story he'd be a will... good
2: coach, wouldn't he? Though, like a motivational. Yeah. I mean, he was a captain on all those teams. He'd probably be a good linebacker coach or something. You how good of a coach
1: could he really be if if he needed Linay to teach him how to play football? You know, like
2: how good? Could... Hire both of them. Maybe hire both of them mm, together.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go. That that'd be a great like. They're like co Offensive line coordinators. <laughs> <laughs> Share duties, play calling. It's a map... That's the that's go the job update
1: job we course. get. Is Manti is the, the the defensive coordinator? night. <laughs> the most
0: awkward locker room charlie time. weiss is the head coach i, I did i did a... wish in this doctor that they, the one last thing i did wish in the doctor they had them in the room like i know that they probably both said that they, they didn't want that you know but maybe like
2: for meant i would murder them.
0: i mean that, that's probably yeah. why, maybe something like that but like i would have like that would have been insane just to like feel like that moment and like you know what i mean because they, they have they ever seen each other face to face with the knowledge you know obviously rania came mm-hmm. and like was like a creeper you know what i mean in that moment with his little sister or whatever but like i don't think they've probably ever seen each other after knowing the fact you know what i mean which i think would have been a powerful moment because i think like as much as Manti could say he's like over whatever like i think he i think it would have hit him in the moment you know what i mean like it would have been crazy i I think that would have been insane that's my one that's my one note maybe there's
1: producer there's tate going back to his producer roots right there trying to uh
0: yeah let's get him him to sit down in a room uh, give him an ipad (laughs) they can watch clips (laughs) um yeah this story was uh the
1: the the doc was awesome it was it was it was preposterous like that's my final thought just to bring it full circle like it was the 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 story itself is interesting enough and i thought they did a good enough job but like treating it like it was the most serious thing of all time and the b the b-roll slayed me the uh the reveals of people slayed me um the, the Deadspin guys, like, not fitting the same tone. Like, the, no one gave the two Deadspin guys the memo that, like, this was, like, the most serious shit
0: ever. I did then they like sit him. down and they're just, I like, cackling. I liked him. He had, like, a fun, like, I was like, this guy's like, treating it the... He was like, well, that would be crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the fact that he said uh, he got paid in sandwiches and uh, an occasional bottle of booze is amazing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's it's all like... Deadspin paid me. Eight people. Um...
1: <laughs> no shout out to, shout out to deadspin too because that was that I, I think that's what made it so fascinating um for 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 me maybe why i was laughing or something i don't know maybe i'm overthinking it but like th- that period of time that this was i i said this last week when we said we we're going to talk about it this was the the oj car chase of the, the sports blogosphere this was like the yeah. the biggest story because this was the deadspin was perfect for it because deadspin had more credibility than like just anonymous forums you know so like if someone in some comment section was like i think Manti tail's girlfriend doesn't exist no one cares but at the same time it was the kind of story that espn was never going to run and and cuz you know like they, mm-hmm. they they shy away from it and the the blogosphere lived right in the middle ground between like we have more credibility than your your drunk uncle who's anonymously shit posting but we we don't take it that seriously. So we'll we'll, you know, we'll run with any goofy ass story. Yeah. And uh it was it, it was incredible. And I remember that time and I, I remember just being just I wanted every ounce of this content that I could find. I was like, This is this is the most insane story and um it was a I remember where I was at type story. I remember exactly where I was at when I saw the news that Mantei <laughs> dead girlfriend didn't exist. So yeah. um that was cool it was it was a fun like i know there, there are some people that like bitch about how deadspin isn't the same as it used to be and it's definitely not deadspin sucks don't get me wrong but um i don't think deadspin could like it, it was more the time like it was like that was that was it
0: like you know like sweet spot yeah exactly
1: yeah vince carter doesn't do awesome dunks anymore either you know like at some point <laughs> things change and people mm-hmm. move on and that was the that was the time we had him, and um yeah, so that that was cool to like put yourself back in your shoes of like, man, that was right. We would I would wake up every morning and just like go to Deadspin and see like what the update was and what, yeah. you know, it was crazy.
0: So anyway, it really was. It really was, and it's so funny that the Deadspin guys couldn't help but being like, this was a story about ESPN. <laughs> yeah, yet. yeah, right. Yeah, Then <laughs> their whole mind was like, we have to destroy ESPN like at all costs. Like that's really their only mission, which is. Makes their whole argument kind of like, you know, it's like, like there's some people that are like they had malice with what they did, but like the malice that they had was towards these institutions, not towards Manti, really. You know what I mean? Which I think made it feel less of like a a mean spirited thing. So, Um, yeah, there you have it. Do you think, do you think the Dead Spin?
1: Yeah, never mind. I'm not going to. I was going to make a joke about the Deadspin guys, but you you put it in my head that Tim Burke
0: is going to have a Tim Burke. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like he's kind so of. I'm the, not going to joke the, about. It. He's like Steve Buscemi, you know what I mean? And Billy Madison yeah. crossing off the list. Like he, like he'll he'll knock us out. So I, I think he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I also respect that he was an anonymous. <laughs> Those are my final thoughts.
1: <laughs> Tim Burke tim burke was in anonymous it's just a hilarious sentence to say out loud. Yeah. a man's full name was in anonymous with,
0: with his house <laughs> with his house in the location with the geotag Yeah, <laughs> They're like, the highest electricity speak? bill yeah.
2: in st petersburg yeah. florida with all those screens you could like find them so easy it's yeah. the house with the glowing windows uh
0: <laughs> all right shout outs closeout state
1: any other shout outs
0: yeah, I wanted to quickly shout out, if, you, if you're if you a basketball fan, right now the Euros are going on, or the World Games, whatever it is. And uh, anyways, the reason I'm saying this is because Giannis played Jokic today, and it was not, <laughs> you could not watch it anywhere from what I could find. You couldn't watch it on ESPN+, Plus. you couldn't watch it on YouTube, you couldn't watch it anywhere. Um, so I, just saw, I just saw clips online, and uh, uh, Giannis versus Jokic. I'm yelling at the basketball, you know, powers that be. How do we not have this game so I can watch it? Um, but it, it's happening. You know what? You know what their you know what their big you'll, mistake you'll find was? find if you're one of those streamers. Yeah. What?
1: You know what their big mistake was? Is that they didn't call it a pro am because then mm. then we would have thrown it on TV and like it would be yeah. all over. Yeah. Slam sure. magazine would have sent like three correspondents to cover I'm it. I'm not sure and Giannis and some guy streaming over. it from his phone on
2: NBA.com. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's where they that's that where, that where they messed up. <laughs> that was,
0: that's, that's my one big shout out, basketball wise. I'm like, these are, in my opinion, the two best players in the world, Jokic and Giannis. And I would um, say Giannis is the best and I can't even watch them.
1: Jim, you, br- you brought up the Live Tour. Um mm-hmm. Tate, explain to me what the PGA. I want to shout out the PGA for uh, um somehow like saving the day, but also like kind of um proving the point of the some of the guys that went to the live tour, which is like, we're not getting paid and enough. And like yeah. the, the, you know, I mean? it's like the weird middle ground where it's like the PGA has saved the day, but you're also this, this proves that you're wrong. And yeah. I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. So how do, how do we feel about it? And what the hell is the, the golf league TGL? I, I thought I, that was a joke. I thought it was like a video game. I, I, when they, when I saw that announcement, the, the TGL thing, I thought like there's a new tiger woods game with a TGL, mode in it that's yeah. what I thought the announcement was I was that, like that okay, would actually cool. be
0: more rational I'm not <laughs> sure Tiger nor Rory know what the TGL is but I will say this like you said Rory McElroy in his press conference this is the best quote that I think illuminates he was like Phil was right that's what he, this is what he said. He said, <laughs> he said Phil was right with what he was aiming for but he went about it the wrong way which, uh, which is uh which is like the plausible deniability something that we can appreciate right logic
1: wrong pick exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> right logic,
0: wrong and uh, Roy McElroy and Tiger Woods and the PGA Tour right they they basically have taken the minimum guarantees now which they're going to have on the tour they they now have a uh, top players have to play in at least 20 events which was you know something that you know, there was all this conversation about that and they had this 100 million dollar prize for the top players that are eligible you know based on branding and things like that that they can win out like a big purse. So they basically took, it's very NBA, ABA is the best way I could describe yeah. it. It's like the, the live tour comes over here, starts like this team golf league. They have all these minimums. They have all these guaranteed money, but it's also a Saudi back league. So there's a lot of people that are like, can't get down with that. But then the PGA tour now has basically co-opted all of their ideas, which now all the live guys are saying, wait a tick. Well, if you guys had had all these ideas, we wouldn't never left in the first place. Don't you see that? And they're like, Yeah, we see that, but you can't come back. So that, (laughs) like, that's literally what it is. You know, it's like they're not going to let these guys come back now, even though they probably not going to let them. The PGA or the Live The PGA Tour. I'd imagine the Live guys. Well, the The Live. I don't know what the end goal of the Live Tour is, but I think that they figured out how to win in the in this world of ratings. Right? Everyone talks about ratings. The Live Tour has no TV deal, so they have no ratings. So like nobody knows like the Saudis are like basically fudging the numbers, saying that millions, millions of people are watching yeah. the live tour, but there's no you know Nielsen ratings or whatever to look back at and say. Is like, Adam
1: Silver running the
0: live? I mean, is that what taking, we're is that, that the conclusion? A <laughs> What happens when the NBA is in Dubai? You know what I mean? What happens when Giannis is playing a game in Dubai? Like, does this same, you know, do people have the same reaction? I don't know, but we'll see.
1: Um, my final shout out is uh, the Hawaiian Little League team that my father said going into yes. the Little League World Series was a wagon. Um, they, we, we, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because there's still two games they have to win, but this is, this is goat potential from this yeah. team. What no, we're seeing might... is, like, they might be the greatest team of all time.
0: In all of sports, they they Ever. May go down yeah as, yeah no, I'm serious. They might go down as the most dominant team of all of sports. I mean, they have a plus 41 run differential right now. They literally. They- the second pitch of the game against Tennessee yesterday. Tennessee was 3-0. and Hawaii was 3-0. and Going into the game, all the packages are like, the first test for Hawaii. Can this Honolulu Little League team hold up? <laughs> second pitch of the game, I shit you not. Second pitch of the game, kid for Hawaii who's like literally on top of the plate. That's how confident he is. Like His body's halfway over the plate. Goes oppo home run. <laughs> And it's 1-0, and the Tennessee pitcher's like, oh shit, this is about to get real. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, they hit a grand slam. So they were up 5-0 in the top of the first. And the Tennessee team, their kids in the outfield crying. Like, I mean, the, it was, it was uh, under, they mercy-ruled them, you know, 13-0 through four innings. And this was a Tennessee team that might be in the championship against them. They might them.
1: play them again, yeah. Exactly. They, yeah. They, yeah. They they mercy-ruled, um, didn't they mercy rule Texas too? Like, mercy, who's, who's also left?
0: Yeah, they're mercy ruling everyone. Yeah. Whoever whoever they play and for the championship, they've already mercy ruled. Is that correct? For the US championship. And then and then the international side, from what I've watched, Curacao is the team that I think or China is I think it's Curacao China is on the international side. And Curacao has this pitcher. I can't remember his name, but he throws eighty miles per hour. So he's he's throwing like eighty mile per hour fastballs like every single time that he's like it's like seventy-eight. 80, 79, just like blowing it by these eleven year olds. So I, I think Curacao is the one team that I that I marked as. Maybe. So
1: if I'm reading this bracket correctly, there's three American teams left. It's Tennessee, Texas, and Hawaii. Hawaii, mm-hmm. their last two games, they beat Texas six to nothing, and then they beat Tennessee thirteen to nothing. Yeah. So Texas and Tennessee play each other, and the winner plays Hawaii again. That's oh, insane. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god.
0: I, and if, it, if for our listeners, if you haven't watched Hawaii, like it really is like unbelievable. I mean, it is. A What's the? One, I'm
1: trying out. to think of the Manti Te'o Hawaiian Little League connection here that we could draw. A, there's, there's, there's got to be some sort of connection. Have a uh, handful from Hawaii. <laughs> Oh, that's it.
0: That's it, got. <laughs> that's, that's it. There's also a kid on the team, like you know, they all the fun facts. There was a kid that said a distant cousin of Jason Momoa, and I was like, "That's smart." You know, if you're that kid, you're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like credit. He's like distant cousin of Jason Momoa. <laughs> distant
1: cousin.
0: <laughs> They're a fun team, though. Your dad was right. That, that's really the takeaway. Coach Titus knew. Coach, that's
1: hilarious. Right? Yeah, it's hilarious that he, he also. He, I think the three teams he gave were Hawaii new york who's out obviously and uh texas i think texas was the third one if i remember correctly. And the- new 15. york
0: got throttled by hawaii as well by hawaii, yeah. hawaii <laughs> throttled them. but he did say
1: hawaii was by far the best that's what he that's the note he gave me so um yeah. it checks out uh all right is that it is that the show that's all i, I think got. that's it that's all we got um that's the show we'll see you guys next week